I'll be happy to do some photography for you. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. I can't but, do that, but I can offer a reach around. Little suck dick for figs. You know? <laughs> Rock bottom with a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me the next shiny new thing. 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 Hey everybody, welcome back to the Big Bad Bigcast. My name is Brett, also known as Geek Over 40, and today I'm joined with Phil, Fat Cat Bricks. Say hey Phil. Hey Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> um so today we got a great guest. Uh, he started in 2014 as a collector and has now evolved into a mainstay into the custom Lego scene. Like other favorite brands, he has found that magic sweet spot for his customs so that, that even though they are technically custom, they can fit right in with your official collection. Uh, you might know him as KO Minifigs, but today we're going to call him Kyle. Hey, everybody. Um, Brett, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so I'm really psyched to be here. Yeah, we've been talking about doing this for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> busy summer, you know. So yeah, the hard, the hardest part yeah. <laughs> about doing a podcast is the scheduling. It really is, especially when when dealing with a bunch of co-hosts that are all over the world. It's we got um, we're hoping to do a uh, best figs of 2023 or favorite figs of 2023, oh, nice. and I want to have a bunch of us on there. And I'm thinking, how am I going to coordinate two time zones in Canada, the UK? <laughs> Taiwan, a, a global project too. Yeah, right? I, I invited Ed on. He's in Singapore. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, Sket, I invited on. He's going to be. He's in uh, Ohio. Oh, so this, awesome. this is going to be. Yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy. So thankfully, I got a few more months to figure it out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thank you so much um, for thank those you, who, yeah. who don't know Ko Customs. He's been around for a while. Uh, in the more recent history, he recently just announced and released um, his uh, Frosty or Iceman version 2. And then we also had his collab with Diamond Customs doing Omega Red. He's mostly focused on mutants, and we're going to get into all that. So, Phil, do you want to kick this off? Well, first, I just noticed that Kyle said he had a busy summer, and I, immediately I went to the term hot girl summer. So I think <laughs> hot customizer summer. I'm going to coin that summer. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Thanks <laughs> uh, for coming on, Kyle. Um, so, yeah, we'll get straight into it. So uh, we want to know how you got started on this crazy scene. Uh, you were a collector first, right? You you started out just like the rest of us, uh, buying yeah. up other brands. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Um, I think I first, like, I was always into Lego as a kid. And then when the Lego movie came out in, like, 2014, I went and saw it and it reignited my whole like passion for it. And I looked around and I had seen some Christo stuff way back in the day on eBay for customs, but I checked around because uh, I saw some superhero stuff and um, uh, my collection started growing after I found that. I started buying some Phoenix custom bricks and some Eclipse graphics, trying to catch up to what I had missed around then. And um, <clears throat> I used Adobe Illustrator and do like graphic design. So I was looking at how these were made and I figured, I was like, this doesn't seem like you know, that hard, like not knowing <laughs> everything that goes into it. But from a design standpoint, I figured I'd dabble around and try to make my own uh, custom figures. And it was a real uphill battle for like trying to, I was originally going to do everything in-house directly with like printing and stuff and trying to buy my own pad printer. And that was a real fiasco. Um, 
with like fumes and ink and using a manual printer. But uh, I overcame that and found somewhere else to get them printed. Um, and then just tried to adapt my style more into like a Lego aesthetic as time has gone on. Uh, definitely my first stuff I had made, I thought it looked good. And like, I appreciate that other people did too, because they, they were selling. But, you know, looking back, I definitely found you always see the flaws after you're done with something. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. You know, okay, so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so and we, don't, we don't, um, we'll cover that because obviously we're going to ask about, oh, you yeah. know, you've, you've, you've revived yourself. So we'll, we'll cover that. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Um, <laughs> I I I stalk obviously I stalked you flicker page before we we did the end. Nice. You know, look back <laughs> to the beginning. Um, I noticed even in the early days with your figs, you you did you did a lot of tinkering and made additions to them. You know, like I saw, I think you had an yep. iron spider fig, and you you uh you'd get the KO part, the knockoff parts. You know, and uh like oh, yeah, the yeah. spider arms on, and you got some chrome parts, probably from Chrome. Was it Chrome City Customs? I think was one of the brands yeah. that you used to yeah get. Chrome yeah, over so, in Poland. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so you've always had that sort of drive to improve, and is that sort of what? led you into creating your own figs was that like a natural evolution yeah. or it definitely was yeah like i mean i would buy like my own i'd buy like customs and official figs and like see what people were doing online for like upgrades to them and um for like the customs too and then even like the knockoff stuff like you know i don't like knockoff like figures like the bodies but like sometimes they have useful pieces for accessories and whatnot um yeah until yeah. something better comes along because it's all like third party at that point for me that's how i look at it I've still um, got a classic Ultron style helmet from a knockoff yeah, brand, and that's still the that's best, awesome. you know, Ultron <laughs> you can find out there. So yeah, you know, I think I have that one too. Some... Yeah, like the comic book one. That was yeah, awesome. yeah, and, and they did some amazing big figs. Is um, that the uh, the chrome plated one I saw on your Flickr? Oh, uh, no, that was a different. I think that was like a a custom one of the official like parts, but this one was like a really weird DOPF brand knockoff. Yes. And it was yeah, the like, comics Ultron as well, full on comics look, you know. So, uh, yep. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said they did, they did big figs as well, didn't they? That they were, they were amazing things. Some of the big figs, the, the, the yeah, the big figs are really cool. Yeah. Um, yep. I've kind of moved away from the big figs, like personally, from my collecting, just because of the way I display them. So I kind of keep like the minifigure, like bodies are more like what I like when they do, like when they finally made the Hulk into an official minifigure from the movies. I like that or the Crystal one. But I, I think the big figs are still awesome. I still kept all of them. They're still in a in the bin in my um collection. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you can you can see that though in your actual brand because uh, obviously you've got a Colossus fig and that's a fig obviously instead of a big fig, you know, and it that character would normally be larger, wouldn't he, than a typical uh, human? Yeah. So, so yeah, you can definitely see where you get that you like that aesthetic and how it sort of meets into the brand, you know. Oh yeah, thanks for noticing. I definitely yeah, I tried to bulk them up a little bit with the armor, but definitely still keeping to the minifigure body. Um, the one interesting thing I just saw was those those one knockoffs of like Kingpin and um, Thanos and stuff. They have like the uh, bigger upper body, mm-hmm. which is it's an interesting piece. Definitely something that caught my eye. I don't know if we'll we'll do anything with it for the business, but it's just something out there that I thought was cool. Um, Abnormal and Jin have also um, accomplished something similar. They're they're working out. The, oh yeah, you know, they refer to it as their upline or whatever, and uh, yep. they, it, it looks really good. It really yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It, there, there's a way to find that uh, aesthetic that allows you to still feel Lego-ish. Yeah, just I like think an it's, action figure. Mm-hmm. Definitely, for me, I look at it like it, with the arms and the hands, depending on how they do that part. Like for that, because I, I recently you just got like um, approved of that one, you know. Because at first I thought it was a little too not Lego, but now I'm starting to look at it again. Like, oh, maybe. maybe these are ones here. with large upper bodies and have normal Lego yeah. legs on them. Yep. Uh, yep, like um, the kingpin and venom yeah 
Brett, yeah, do, you well, remember, do you remember the nipple cap? One of those. There's a picture. He's, he's a massive <laughs> vein torso, uh, topless it's, cap. It reminds us from. Dra- but that was like a Dragon Ball Z top, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, was it? Oh god. <laughs> yeah, just just veiny toes on display. Uh, just yeah, oh. everything wrong with the world was in that film. You know? <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't have like molded abs. Yeah, yeah, full on molded arms and wow. veins too. He had molded veins. It was just oh, oh my god. <laughs> no, what but going back to you mentioned the venom. Uh, so abnormal yeah. venom with that with that larger molded top, and um, it did have traditional smaller hands. Oh, and cool. through customer feedback, they decided later on they released an actual uh, upgrade pack that gave you larger hands that just fit. Fit it better, and it does look a lot okay. better. So you know, yeah, someone for venom. You have these, you have these giant, this giant body with these tiny hands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it had it would have to be it have to flow like you're saying, like, you know, for the whole thing. So yeah, but uh, yeah, like for it's definitely, but now like as a completionist kind of thing, I don't know if it, there would be a Colossus 2.0 <laughs> down the line, <laughs> you know, because like that's the whole thing, but consistent look, so. We'll see. <laughs> I think it does. It does you does a brand best when they think of the entire line, his entirety. They plan it all out yeah. rather than just trying to figure out one figure at a time. Because I know I've seen um, other brands that have tried to pull off, uh, you know, team Teams. team uh, team yeah. sets that they all have like a similar jumpsuit or whatever. But yeah. Next thing you know, this one has different, you know, has long hair. So then they remove part of the suit because the hair gets in the way. And then that, or, you know, this one has an accessory, but in order to add the accessory, you have to remove this other part of the fig. So then it looks all fine and dandy buying them one at a time. But if you put them together, they don't actually match. One's got a collar. One does not. One has shoulder pads. One does not. It's like you've been buying more from different brands, isn't it? You know, right, right. And the goal is to buy from one brand. So they all match. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, I mean, not to disparage the figs themselves, they look great, but if you're one of those people that notice these things on the regular, it could be a bit discouraging when you really just want that nice, complete uniform set. Yeah, the uniform look would be the end goal for sure. I mean, I think the only thing I think of outside of customs is like, or not outside of customs, but like folks that collect like clones or whatever, if they start buying from different places and they have different aesthetics the way certain elements are depicted, that would probably drive you crazy if they weren't all uniform. Oh yeah, that's probably like the epitome of that with the clone. Yeah, the clone <laughs> armor. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good example. Going back to the brand Ko Customs, you know, I- I'm assuming Ko stands for Knockout. Yeah, that was yep. yep. Okay, because I realized I've never said it out loud or thought oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. Or, so <laughs> yep, it was like, supposed to be Knockout, but my initials are Ko, so that's kind of what played into it too. Oh, that's so yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was your name, but then I said I went back to Flickr and saw that it was Knockout, and I'd forgotten that as well. It'd been so long since you know it had sort of been shown. So yeah, oh, yeah. I, I thought it was your name for a long time too, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. yeah the initials <laughs> cool. definitely came from that, and I was because I was trying to think of like a brand, and I really didn't have anything to go on. I was like, oh, Ko, like Knockout, Knockout you know, minifigs or something. So the logo definitely like is cooler just as KO than writing it all out. So that's why. I right. It. Right. Well, I like, opinion, it's, yeah. I like that pop art look to it. You know? Thanks. Thank you. Um, and uh, so, but being that the, okay, so the brand is your name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for those who don't know, you are a team of one. Yep. Um. Yep. <laughs> I do basically everything on the off, like when it's a big thing, like a big, like Sentinel or uh, just even packing, like, my family will come in and help out, but the real thing is all just me, basically. Yeah. yeah so basically, <laughs> from conception through design, 
through production. It's just you doing everything. And then yep. you get the things back from the factory. Then you have to package it all up individually. You have yeah. to mail everything to the different resellers. Yep. Yeah, and I do all the orders, all the e- and all, all those emails people get, those aren't like automated. Like <laughs> spend a good two hours like sitting there writing out the same like, thank you for your order, like, you know, kind of thing. Bro, so, you need some templates. <laughs> I, well, yeah, it's a copy and paste, but like I never like <laughs> adapted like the Google uh, like workflow. I just kind of like, you know, left it. I was like, this works for right for now. So I'll just leave it like this. <laughs> so, but being this is a, this is a heavy burden on you, but also this is not your full time job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is so, after hours thing. <laughs> right, so it's a, it's an ongoing trend. Um, I think we've only had one guest so far where it's just like, yeah, this is what I do. You know, Ethan oh, wow. in town. That's awesome. I and, wish and Joe, that. Yeah. Break. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so yeah, Ethan yeah. and Joe, you know, this is their business. This is how they pay the bills. But from Jocka, Phoenix, you, uh, I mean, everyone is just like, I do this when I have time. Yeah, so exactly. It's it's something to be lauded when, uh, especially for yourself. Uh, I imagine there's a bit of a challenge. You being here, your factories are overseas. Uh, yeah, like right now. Yeah, I jumped around a lot getting to this point, but now it's overseas. So. Yeah, so so you're in a similar position um, over same as uh, Phoenix Customs in that you are sending your stuff overseas to be produced. Then you have to wait for your samples to come all the way back so you can check them out. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of back and forth. <clears throat> Usually, it's pretty good though. Uh, not like too much of a of a lapse. But uh, yeah, the scheduling is always tricky. You know, it's always you never really know when something's going to be done officially. So. I tried my best to keep it on track. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a, like a bit of a control freak for quality and stuff? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I'll, ch- I'll, we try to do a lot of it by photo or video versus uh-huh. like actual like samples. Cause like, okay. I remember, like, I know Phoenix and your the podcast, like they mail a lot of stuff. We haven't had to do that yet for a lot of things. I would have done that with the Gambit one just cause I know that was a little tricky for like the fragility of that part a little bit. And I regret that a little bit, but moving forward, it's something we've addressed. Uh, for future figures for them to be a little sturdier with like thin pieces like that because i was mm-hmm. doing a lot of the injection molding myself and that was the first oh. time i moved over to doing it outside so uh that was just something i wasn't anticipating but uh those uh, yeah. pieces were kind of revolutionary they were really really sweet thank you i appreciate that like uh for like the the coat and stuff or the cards the cards were like the cards, tile. The cards yeah. were just tiles that were printed all around to make it look like it was energized from the bottom so mm-hmm. that was that was uh, something I was really excited about. It, it's funny because um, there were quite a few accessories that came with that, if I recall. There was the bow staff. There was the cards. Um, there was something else. I feel like um, there was. Uh, I, I I got I got them from you. I mean, I got them and then I sold them because there was somebody who was like a big Gambit fan that missed out, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." You I'm a casual yeah, yeah. <laughs> fan, so I I sold them at I call for retail, but I kind of missed. So now I do not have a Gambit in my collection at all. Of uh, any brand. I think so, just a PSA. And I don't yeah. want them to get like flooded, but if anybody listening to this, I'm pretty sure last I looked, uh LCM has a few left because they came out after like me and Diamond Custom Bricks sold everything, but I think he had some left over that he didn't put up. Yeah. And I, I think there's some on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go go yeah. buy another one, Brett. No, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're selling them as a pair for like the variant and the regular one. So it's quite a bit right. of money. So I didn't so, do, intend it for it to be that way. Yeah. That but, was on me. I was curious, what made you decide on that many accessories for that fake? Like what what oh. what kind of what uh let's say what prompts you, what's your mentality in, in sure. determining how many accessories to put? Because sometimes it's a blessing, but also yeah, it's too much. Uh, it drives price. up a call. Co- it drives up the cost. 
Yeah. And you're, you can only display it one way. Right. So, no, so yeah. it's, it's a first world problem for collectors, but <laughs> I, I definitely try to think of that. Like for, um, for everything, I guess with, um, it, it kind of depends on the character a little bit, but for the most part, like if it's like someone like Colossus, there's not really much you can pull off with that one for accessories, like other than doing different parts for the figure, I would think, or like some kind of wall thing or broken, but like iconic accessories for like Gambit with the cards. I was thinking like if someone made like a little mock or a display and, and I think the Sentinel plays into my thinking of this a little bit too, for like if somebody had both, they had a display of it, like, um, and they wanted it to be like he's throwing the cards. Now they're three separate cards. You could put them on the battlefield, like one flying out, one leaving his hand. Like that was kind of what I was thinking behind that one. Um, uh, but I, I try to go like, um, like all out as long as it's not going to like destroy the price of something. Like me, me and Diamond will kind of look at that and plan that. Um, oh, the other thing was the wave. We had that like accessory of like the energy. Yeah, that's wave. that was the yeah, one. Yeah, that was yeah. Because then that way it was like you could have the cards on the wave or you could take them off and have it be like a couple already are reaching their destination of the target he was aiming at. Anybody who's been like, it was a Jim Lee fan in the nineties. That was like, Oh yeah. Those accessories were peak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was a big mini mates fan back in the day. If you guys are familiar with that toy, it's almost like Lego, mm-hmm. but they're like figurines. And I think I always look at those a little bit when I go to do a figure, cause they tackle them all pretty well for what they did. And, uh, I think that wave thing is in like every Gambit figure and action figure and toy. So it was something I knew I wanted to have for that. And um, I didn't want the accessory to be like molded together. So that's why we did the tiles. Uh-huh. And um, and I kind of thought that was more consistent with Lego a little bit. I know they've printed like a hand of like a, a, a whole hand of playing cards printed on one tile, but they've also done ones where it's just one single card. And I think they've done that on more like the Joker card or something. So I was just trying to, you know, keep it like consistent with like a playing card thing for that. So being that you're, oh, you know, one man operation and, you know, I feel like your production has gotten faster or you're just announcing things when they're closer to being finished because you don't really do a lot of pre-orders, it seems. Yeah, I tried to. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, well, no, I was just saying because I was wondering if that ever led to like you getting scooped by another brand doing a similar character because oh yeah, quite recently with Gambit, as soon as yours came out, Mm-hmm. another gambit came out by somebody else i don't know if that was just fortunate timing <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely happy like you know i mean at the same time like people will still i don't make that many of them there's usually around 100 of each figure so like as long as i make my money that i've put into it back like you know it's not about like making a huge profit or anything it's just like making the figure and trying to do something cool it's, it's fun so like i i just i try to like be first with it though just because some of these characters are like no one's really done them and like the the reaction is different from the the public it's like oh another gambit figure like you know i don't want to seem like that kind of thing so uh we've been trying to get things done faster especially when i do the collaborations with diamond custom bricks just to get them done a little quicker because like in the past there's just been timing of waiting and like trying to kind of raise the money for it and stuff without doing the pre-order and I, I know a lot of people were happy from what I've re- what I've read in messages that we don't do pre-orders. Really, they're kind of like ready to go when they're when they're announced. But we're we're thinking about maybe looking into doing a little differently, just because of uh, some people like miss out on the figure because they do come out so quick. So if we did a pre-order, we could gauge you know all the benefits of the pre-order. We'll know how many we're going to have to make and so like an open pre-order. Yeah, like like I've seen like companies do like up to two weeks, even like something uh-huh. like that. Open, we'll just cap it and then maybe make a few extra for the people that didn't know, or like you know, um, for quality 
that I feel is the the happy medium. Yeah. Because uh yeah, you got you know you know there's interest in the character. Right. They know they, they get a chance to reserve a slot because some folks, you know, they don't they have to buy these things, you know, through the websites and whatnot. And mm-hmm. maybe they have to wait till payday and yeah. you know, that's in a couple of weeks and it gives them a chance to kind of, you know, save up for it. Yeah. So. People shouldn't be reticent about it now because you've you've shown that you're consistent. Right. I hope I've built some trust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there there shouldn't really be an issue there in regards to trust or anything. I know don't be wrong, you'll probably have a, a brief period where people will be like, Oh well, I have to wait longer now because obviously before you were you were putting up orders and the things were almost ready, weren't they? You know, but right. um so I'm sure there'll be a little bit of pushback there from some people that can't sort of uh deal with the wait. But yeah, for the yeah. most part. Oh no, I just think it'll be a little smoother, like cause then I, I get some emails like we've released some our DMs. We released them like Saturday morning and then I'll get messages like monday of like oh i missed this do you have any more left and like usually there'll be a few but the last couple ones like gambit gambit flew off of my website and the resellers um in like a day so that was crazy and i just felt bad like you know because i'm a collector too and i know how i feel when i wake up and i see something's like sold out that i didn't even really know was coming out i tried to give some leeway that it's like teasers build the hype and stuff and and get it going but like you know there's always people that that don't see it and uh and it would help too with like financially because it is a lot of a, a burden to put all this to make a figure and then you know hope you get the money back after so well if you if folks listening haven't done this already any brands that you want to make sure you don't miss you know go into your instagram app and there is a little bell that you can turn on notifications for when they post a story or a post and that will get pushed to the top of your feed i've done that for all the brands that's smart that's i, I should do that <laughs> yeah. that's all i can really do just so i know what's coming yeah there's a lot to keep up with and everything. It, too, it really so. is. Yeah. It really is. And, but, you know, one thing, speaking of keeping up with, you've been very good with your updates as well um, throughout production. You've always been oh, like, uh, you know, these are packed or these are one of the resellers or we've had a slight issue with this and, or, you know, all orders will be shipped out by this date. I mean, you've been mm-hmm. very good consistent with that. So I also believe, like with Phil, I don't think you'll get a lot of growth for the open pre-orders because, you, like I said, you've proven yourself that not only do you deliver, but you keep people informed along the way. Yeah, I definitely um, think I thank you for that. It's one thing that yeah, delivering's great, but if you if you don't, if you're quiet between now and four months from now when it's ready, yeah, then, then it's suspicious it's, and yeah, it's, it's suspicious. <laughs> it yeah. comes a nice surprise, <laughs> but you know it leaves a lot to be desired when you don't know what's going on. Yeah, and like also too, like the different part of it is that like it's a lot of fun. Like when I get these emails and stuff about like how the progress is going and it's looking good. And like, I want to like show people, but then I'm also like, well, I got to keep it like a secret because it has to be like a big like reveal. So it'll be fun now too, because I can like show how the, how the figure is coming out. And usually it's always pretty close to the render. If not, we, we fix it. Yeah. I was going to say your Gambit definitely came out very close to the render. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are always cool to see them when it's coming to life, you know? So Phil, you had some questions you want to ask about some of his earlier figs. Do you want to get into that? Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose there's still a little bit to cover in regards to, um, uh, you know, just, just the brand in general. So, uh, just wanted to ask you, you mentioned, um, uh, before we started recording, but once you were looking into sourcing a pad printer and, um, I, I knew you were a smaller operation, but I didn't know it was just you. So yeah. <laughs> at any point, at any point, have you been, um, a sort of, uh, has everything been done in house? Um, I never did the printing in house. I attempted to, but, uh, it never really uh, materialized. I was doing the injection molding in house, 
before I came, like when I, when I took a break for a while, all of it was done in house. And then when I came back, I started doing it overseas, like with the, with the printing, the Ant-Man helmet from back in the day, that one, that one was done in my garage by hand. All the Wolverine first version figures, uh, were all done by me. And so were the Nightcrawler stuff. That's actually really cool, though. That kind of makes me appreciate it even more now, to be honest. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm, it was definitely a labor of love doing all that. Nice. And Ant-Man was a grail fig for me because I missed it somehow. I think I, I, oh. I was on a bit of a hiatus for a while uh, in the flicker days, and I, I missed Ant-Man, so it took me a long time to track one down. So so that I, re- I appreciate that even more now than I did for you know, <laughs> having to like, track one down. That's awesome. Thank um, you. Yeah, That's okay. really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, like like we said, we're going to talk about some of your older figs. So, um, okay. As Ed uh, had to correct me, embarrassingly, uh, <laughs> you were close though. His, I mean, that I you had the, the official, story yeah. <laughs> you know, so so he had to, he had to correct me when we interviewed him um, that the first thing that you did was a digital Udon Taskmaster. Um, that's how you started out, uh, and then you later revisited that in Pad after you'd done several releases. Um, so so why did you start with Udon? Was it like a Grail fig for you at the time, or? Yeah, it's funny because he actually corrected me about it too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he he messaged me after you guys had the podcast, and he's like, he's like, hey, like settle this for me. Was it this one first? This one? I was like, oh, it was Wolverine, and he's like, no, it was the Taskmaster, and I'm like, you're right, it was the Taskmaster. <laughs> I was closer than you were, Kyle, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh no, because I did, I did one Wolverine with um like a by hand custom, and I had it pa- uh, digitally printed right ah. after the Taskmaster, and he bought both of those from me. Um, right. So I just right, forgot so about was your the first customer. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he saw it on Flickr and was like, those are really cool. And like, I made five of them just because I was like trying to make sure I did it right. And like that, that actually like inspired me to be like a, a store, like that whole incident. So it was pretty cool. That was your canon event. Yeah, it was. It was my canon <laughs> event. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I actually, I feel guilty for missing these figs now, Kyle. But uh, like, like oh, I no, said, I mean, the episode with Ed, though, I, I, I was paranoid of people. I was very mistrusting. So until you were sort of set up as a brand, I was like, oh, I'm not touching that. You know? I don't blame you. Back then, you didn't really know. Like, it wasn't like it is now where you at least assume you're going to get the figure. Like, for the most part, these were just yeah. like, people, you know? So like, with like, you've got five like, send me... like, who's this dodgy guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, you send them the money on PayPal directly. Like, it was like... But that was like the store version. You were buying it from the guy that made it. <laughs> like, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. There was, was a lot more trust back in those days like that because that's yeah. how most brands operated, wasn't it? You know. So. Yep. But yeah, so uh, I'm sorry. So it was uh, the Taskmaster. Yeah. So um, yeah, he he actually was a, fig- a character I always loved, and the design of the Udon version I always thought was really cool. I, I had a guy make a custom action figure of him for me when I was still in high school of that comic right after I found it, and um after the guy made it, he ended up making like 10 or 12 more because he posted it and everyone was like, oh, that's awesome. And they started doing the same thing. But I was like the art director of like how you should do it. I'm like, like take, like make an energy shield, like all this, put a magnet in it, all this stuff. So when I went to get back in a Lego, I think Pop Punk Monk had a custom of him, of Taskmaster by Udon and it jogged my memory. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, but it doesn't really, it wasn't my cup of tea for the design. And I was like, I wonder if I could do one. So I did. And I made it in Photoshop not even a vector illustrator file yeah and i had it sent and they digitally printed it and um it it looked okay i mean it doesn't look great now you know but like (laughs) i painted the hood like sand blue and uh it was a cool like first first one out of the gate but uh then i knew i had to go back eventually one day and make him uh way better and i'm glad i did he he turned out really nice 
Uh, did it really feel like a full circle thing as well, coming back to doing that? Did it? Did you really feel yeah. like like I, I've arrived? You know, when you, you finally sort of went yep. back and redid that work. Like, I was getting out of, out of college at the time, and I didn't know how many more figures I'd be able to do at the time because I was like moving and stuff, and I didn't really know like, oh, well, how many more do I have left? And I was like, well, I should just do it now. I should just get the you know get the shield mold made and get make mold some shields and uh and make them. So I did, <laughs> and then and then I ended up taking a break for a while. So it was good that I got it down out of my system before it was like too late, so to speak, or you know. So one thing we've established is I definitely need to be fired as the Flickr historian. Uh, no, you were good. You had that, the that, official that's two things. Now I've uh... <laughs> the Nightcrawler was the official first one. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like the, the other two were like the, that was the pad, the beginning of the pad, and I'm a pad yeah, snob. So yeah, we exactly. Can, we can save it, yeah. But... So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, put on Taskmaster, then a digital Wolverine, and then you made the jump to pad with Nightcrawler version one. Now. Yep. um, this was a really big deal in those early days because uh, it came with custom parts, and that's something only really Crystal was doing at the time, uh, if I if I remember correctly. And obviously, I'm doubting whether I am remembering correctly, but <laughs> no, no, I think you're right. Yeah, actually, that was my whole draw. I wanted to come on the scene, like really, like you know, like make, make a make mark. An impact. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I got to get some molded pieces, like because only Crystal. I had the same to a T, the same thought. I was like, if I can make a like a Nightcrawler wasn't even in the Lego Marvel game, so I don't think anybody had ever seen what a rendering of him as a Lego would look like. And I was like, that's the perfect, perfect one to do. He's an X-Men character. He's one of my favorites. I can do an injection molded piece. I'll make the tail movable. I had all these like, and I was like, boom. And the legs kind of sucked. So I had to redo the legs. They were all... Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, that was... a couple of months for our legs to come in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a real roller coaster ride <laughs> on the first one. Most significantly about those custom parts though, um, you, you advertised them as being made from recycled Lego bricks as well. And I yeah. remember that being mind-blowing at the time. And I, I know it wasn't just me. I know it was a big po- uh, talk, talking point for a lot of us, you know? Oh, that's cool. So, um, so you know, why? what was the logic behind that? Was it sort of an authenticity thing, color matching? It was color matching. That was the real issue because they were such a specific, the specific uh, color of that medium blue was what I used for his head. Um, it was such a specific shade of blue and that it was movable. I, I didn't want to use paint or anything like that or have it be off. So if I got the right color plastic and I chopped it up and put them into my machine, it could function on that ball joint and it would be the same color. And that was the big thing. And it worked fairly well. Uh, the melting point of that injection molding machine was always a little bit finicky. So that's why there was like some issues with like the red plastic that kind of like once you pop the ball joint on, you really should never take it off um, back then. But uh, yeah, I think I think it worked out fairly well for that. But then they made that devil tail piece. They always did, like, it really has been a thing ever since I've started. It's probably a lot of people, but they always make a new part right after I invest a lot of time and energy, effort, and money into doing it my way. They always make the perfect thing right after. A few brands have actually <laughs> said they think that Lego are, are, are more aware of this scene than we realize. And they do sometimes <laughs> yeah. take inspiration from some of the custom parts that are out there because it seems yeah. to happen with with a lot of frequency. To be honest with you, so so it's very possible they saw that and thought, right, let's 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 one up him. <laughs> let's show him how the the masters do it. You know. <laughs> yeah, because the Nightcrawler one was like right after that. The Devil Tail came out from the CMF series for the uh, Trick or Treater one. I think it was. And I simultaneously, they made the elf hair in the Friends line, like around then. So two that would have been great. And then, and then I got them back. Though I got them, I used them later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You, <laughs> so I'm funny enough, we, we're going to ask about the the version twos later. So that sort of ties in, but that's perfect. Yeah, so this is the perfect example. Part availability uh, yeah. leads to a new one. But uh, yeah, so um, 
I'm a bit spot you know. So obviously I know Wolverine uh, was the second pad fig. Um, were the parts on that recycled Lego again, or did you move away from that? Yeah, for the original pad Wolverine, that was recycled bright light orange plastic for the shoulder pads. Right, okay. Because it's something you seem to have moved away from a little bit in, in the more recent years, you know, and I I wondered why that is. Is it sort of a, a cost factor, perhaps, or is it, uh, you know... Is yeah, it, um, th- it was just because those molds are, like, they were super expensive. I think, like, they back then they were around, like, like a couple thousand dollars to get, like, those molds done. So it, I'd have to really find another figure that I'd get a lot more use out of the mold for. Like, maybe the shoulder pads one I could crank up again because, like, you know... There's a lot of Wolverine costumes that have shoulder pads, <laughs> so we'll see. But you know, uh, you know, Ed will buy all of them as well. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his his Wolverine looks amazing. Him and Adams, that's coming out. I'm hyped yeah, yeah. One. Well, I was saying I don't even like the original Wolverine design. That cowl, it looks kind of silly on him. But I, 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 I literally said in um, our group chat when he unveiled it, I said, Ed, I hate it. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you it's funny. Was, it's still spot on. <laughs> I feel the same way. I don't really like the way the suit looked in the comic books, but his figure minifigure of it looks amazing like it looks i mean like it looks accurate but i think it looks a little cooler than the the suit. yeah it fits a little yeah. better or something i've got uh, behind me on my shelf i've got the uh marvel legends of that suit oh uh, nice because i bought the set of him fighting the hulk and yeah, oh that's looks, awesome it looks goofy in 3d it really does yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so yeah, obviously, so you you obviously had an extreme eye for detail in that regard. Then I mean, I, I assumed that you know it was color matching uh, as one of the main factors, um, and you still do that even now, even in a different manner. Like for example, um, I know that with your Gambit fig, you made sure that the paint matched the sand blue color from um, I think it was a, a Battle Droid, Star Wars Battle Droid, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, so, um, yep. <laughs> yeah. So so how much sort of effort goes into that uh, that level of detail that you you like to sort of maintain? The color matching is probably the thing I put like the most level of detail into. Like, uh, funny as it might sound, like because I, I I do graphic design for a living and I have like the Pantone color books. So I recently got uh, there's like a Pantone overhead hood you can buy, like if you're a company or something, and you put your books in there, and the lighting is set up perfectly to be like the ideal light to look at colors and match between samples. So I got one, and I've been using it like crazy to match all the stuff for Gambit and for. I don't know if I, not for Colossus, but he didn't really require that much. It was a straight up red. So, but like for Gambit and then for Iceman, especially trying to get like a blue, a metallic blue that didn't look too off from the figure, but still stood out on the plastic enough. Like, you know, that was like a whole thing. Like I spent weeks doing that. So you do agonize over these things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my one thing. And the design, like I'll go back and modify the design a little bit, but like the colors, I just hate it when they, you, get a lego figure official or custom and like mismatch. it just looks yeah yeah mismatch yeah so i try like i'm definitely uh i know that the original the newer wolverine the shoulder pad color was slightly off a little bit and it bothers me to this day but uh i don't want to ruin it for anybody out there i still think it's really close like it's not you know but definitely not ever want to have that kind of stuff happen in the future Heard here first yeah version three wolverine <laughs> coming at you <laughs> If you do a version three, I'm gonna to have to come over there and kill you. <laughs> no, or I definitely shoulder pad accessory set. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely want to try and knock out more of the main roster of the team before I do any duplicates. At this point, the the Iceman thing was uh, that was like like again like I'm finishing making the transparent one in 2020, and I'm like, wow, this is gonna be cool. No one's ever done a figure on transparent f- plastic before, and as it's coming out, boom. Opal, 
yeah, the opal satin opal colors come out, and I'm like, wow, that really couldn't look more like ice. Because like I looked at so many Lego sets and everything, and how they did ice at the time, and it was always either translucent blue or like a medium blue for like the like other stuff that they did. And I'm like, I got this. And then they did that. So now <laughs> you can look back. You can look back historically now at times where you hear the strange noise. Uh, I'm like something like fuck, and you now know it was probably Kyle. Uh, oh yeah, you know, like covering the... these parts at some point, <laughs> <laughs> like Interstellar, like me, like in the past, like slamming on my like, don't make it. Wait, wait a year. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one was just like right place, right time. I was able to to get a whole load of those bodies and the hair. That was another thing. I always wanted them to have a hair piece as an option because sometimes he doesn't does and doesn't like newer comics i think he does but the older ones the more classic look he's like kind of the bald uh one but now the the customer the collector can choose how they want to have it but yeah that was just i had the access to the parts and i was like well gotta pull the trigger because these might not ever come around again so yeah yeah so in uh your time you've had a pretty wide cadre of things that you've put out but obviously the focus has been mostly on the x-men and mutants mutant lore uh, is there a reason you focus on those specifically? Is it just you grew up with them, you inspire them, you relate to them? We had a whole conversation about this on a recent episode, so I'm just curious about what your take is. Oh, um, yeah. So for for me, like, uh, I've always loved the X Men as like one of my favorite Marvel like character lineups. I just think they're so colorful and they're all like so unique individually. And when you put them all together, it's a really cool thing too because it's like this like blast of different suits and powers next to each other. So I've always wanted to see them like taking on the Sentinels battling in like a scene and like Lego never really offered that. They had like the one set and it was decent. I like it a little more now than I did when it came out. When it came out, I was like, this is complete garbage. This thing sucks. The thing's this small. But now I'm like, they did an okay. Now that I'm like entrenched in the Lego aesthetic, I'm like, they did a good job for like what they did. But uh, yeah, like versus doing like other figures, I just saw like that they they weren't making any of the X-Men and um, once I got on a roll with it, I had a lot of fun designing them. My brother and I always watched the cartoons when we were kids, like the X-Men cartoon. And um, that was always the suits I wanted to draw from to make the whole lineup of. Um, I just think that those are the most iconic for me for like the 90s. And then I did like a couple other figures, but there's far and few between when it comes to doing that that aren't on the X-Men you know, team like I did the Taskmaster one because he just was like, I thought that skull help the skull mask was so cool. I had to do that one. And then the Deathlock one I did was that one was just one that I happened to come upon on Flickr. Like someone had done like now they're like all over the place. The people that do like designs of just just they just post designs of figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this back then that was kind of rare. So I saw his design of this guy. His name was Sergio. I'm trying to remember his screen name though. But uh, he did the design of Deathlock, and it was really cool, like with the split face with the zombie and everything. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like, we should. You want to work with me?" And we modified his design a little bit, and like I did some tweaking to it, and um, we had it printed. And that one was like, a, I only made like fifty of that one. I don't know how well it would do. Well, yeah, it was such an obscure character. I remember thinking at the time, yeah. "What a deep cut that is!" Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, I, I mean, it's one of those ones I have to Google it. You know, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm a fond of knowledge with comics because I have no life. So you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's man, yeah. He had like in some artwork, he has like the American flag on his uh, tor- on his armor on the front. I right. always thought that was so cool. Like it looked like one of those like '80s like like Starcom like figures, like those like like little like they were from. Yeah, my brother had them. 
Oh, Starcom um, was so awesome. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that. It's almost like a, a mutilated G.I. Joe or something, doesn't it? It looks like, you know, yeah. It was a Universal Soldier, you know, alternate universe thing. Yep, and uh, it just had a lot of crossover stuff for me, and I think he does appear in the X-Men comics a little bit, so not that that factored he, into it. He but... popped up He popped up during an Avengers crossover in okay. recent history. Yeah. Well, he was, um, he was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the show as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. This was after yeah. that you'd done the figure. So, so you know, I, did you did you have trouble selling that figure at the time? Did it sort of... I think he, like... I'm trying to remember how my sales were back then. Like, I think it always was just, like, I would sell a few when it dropped, and then, like, it'd trickle out over a year or so, and then I still have, a, a, like, a couple left that are floating around, so maybe one day. <laughs> Different world to these days. You, you drop a yeah. thing, it's gone in four minutes. Maybe, I know, so. right? Yeah. You can always auction it or do a giveaway. Yeah, or, I like to do something. You know. I've been waiting for something cool. I've been trying to think of an opportunity to do something special for like the followers and stuff. Um, you could do a Geek Exchange giveaway. I'll take it. That, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Let's do one. Yeah, let's do a Deathlock giveaway. I have okay, an extra cool. one. Yeah, awesome. I'll All send right. it. I'll send Sweet. it out to you this week or when the post office opens up again. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, the next one is in two days, so it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> But um, my next, the next episode, the next Geek Exchange will be the twentieth. So yeah. yeah, kind of a cool milestone. Awesome, yeah, I'll definitely send you one. Um, uh, yeah, he was he was cool. That was when I was using a company in Australia to do my printing, and uh, they've since closed up. But they were cool. They they had like good pricing and stuff, but they they weren't always like the best quality. Like they they would mess mess some stuff up. I'd have to tell them to fix it, but. They did very well for like what 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 it was compared oh, to the I, time. I remember the quality being quite decent with Deathlock. I never had an oh, issue thanks. with it. I thought it was very very nice and vibrant. It had metallic printing too, didn't it? Yeah, so, he really and, did and back it. Then, I metallic printing was such a crapshoot as well, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, so, yeah. So it came out great. I thought, to be honest. Thanks, with you. man. I really wanted that flag to be awesome on the Deathlock one. So he, I had him mix uh, his own inks. He took silver and mixed it with red. So mixed it with blue for like the metallic on the on the flag on the torso. So that was kind of cool. That's sweet. Yeah, uh, that one was always a special one. But yeah, generally the X Men are always my favorite team, and um, I've always wanted to build my own mock of them fighting um, some awesome Sentinels. So I've been slowly like assembling that <laughs> to happen. <laughs> my totally jaded self here now then uh, is is thinking. So basically, we're just we're just your crowdfunding to get that. <laughs> some you know some days I guess that's one way to look at it in a way. It's like I can't just make one. But uh, no, I mean, it's always a lot of fun doing this stuff. And like, it's my hobby. It's like my thing. All of my friends and family know me and I have this business and stuff. So it's like a part of me now. But um, I'm still blown away by the response from everybody and that people that people buy these in the first place. Like, I don't want to sound like I take any of it for granted. Um, it's It means a lot. So I always appreciate it. Do, uh, do you take feedback from customers? Like, I, mean, I know you probably have a plan about who you want to make in what order. Yeah. But do you ever like start like, wow, they're. I was going to make this, but I'm getting a lot of questions about that. Maybe I should just push that to the front of the line. Do you ever get in that situation? Maybe not so much for like the order, because that's kind of hard to like figure out in a way. It mostly comes about like with pieces of like what comes along. Um, if I amass some pieces kind of by chance of something, like if like they put something on pick a brick, that's kind of rare, or I figure out a way to get something that kind of determines the order a little bit. But in terms of like, like design, notes or like feedback on that from customers i definitely take that into effect uh to account like uh, uh we were just talking before uh before we started but like the uh the gambit trench coat thing i know that kind of divided people a little bit because like some people liked it that it was like a molded piece that wasn't cloth other people didn't like the way i did it not being like on the arms 
Um, and I had like reasons for all of why I did it the way I did, trying to make it closer to Lego. I think one day they'll make one close to that if they start start if they start to do trench coats, they'll do it almost like the over molded, not over molded, but like molded skirts they did for trolls, the movie. But like, I think now I'm gonna do. I don't want to like ostracize the people that did like it, so I think now I'm gonna try and do like a split if I do another character with a trench coat. You know, if there is another X Men character that has a trench coat. Uh, you know who that could be but we'll do like a we'll like split the difference and do like a a printed legs maybe or and the molded piece to keep it consistent i've even thought about doing like just offering a set of of printed legs for gambit with the coat on the sides so we're going to look into that if that's possible you sort of touched on that earlier. I was thinking it might be a good idea to, like you said, you're, you're moving towards a sort of an open pre-order. You could just do an open yeah. pre-order for, separately for the legs themselves, exactly. for example. So you keep costs down that way, and then you've got, you know, you haven't got to worry about overprinting or overspending, right? Uh, you know. Oh yeah, and with the just the just I forgot to mention with the the color thing with the battle droid because I didn't comment on that part. Yeah, that was like when I saw his costume in certain things. I'm like, that looks really similar to that battle droid technic set i had when i was a kid <laughs> and i tried to track down i tracked down the pieces of it and did the color matching because i wanted that to be the perfect one because like i always think it's cool when lego references itself and like even in the sets or like in like their little movies they do or whatever jokes when they legoify stuff like i just watched that avengers one they put out the code red thing and they had like some like uh lego like in the beginning the buildings in the background are the modular sets so like they do like cool little things that you know if you know you know type of deal so I wanted to, I like to include that in my stuff. And I always try to use with the colors, official Lego colors that have existed somewhere. Like if they've printed it or um, if it's like plastic, you know, I always try to use the real deal and not just like pick one out of a hat. So uh, obviously you've uh, predominantly Marvel figures, like 99% of your releases would be Marvel. There is, of course, one exception, and that is Red <laughs> X. Yep. Uh, for those who don't know who Red X is, it's a fantastic character from an equally fantastic show, Teen Titans. Um, so what prompted that then? What prompted this sudden shift to a DC character? Um, I think at the time, I was in this whole like building out my business phase, and I'm like, well, I got to start making... I've always liked DC, too. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I have a, I have a whole... Probably half of my collection is DC. But everybody does it so well. <laughs> you know, I don't... I don't I don't even have the room sometimes. Like, there's been one or two characters I've thought about doing for DC, but then they come along, somebody makes them, and they do a great job, and I buy them. <laughs> um, like, with Red X, it was just one that no one ever did, and I didn't see it being done anytime soon. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but that might have been around the time they made the... They started making some Teen Titans characters, like that set. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't long after because I think we started with Beast Boy, didn't we? And then we had a Starfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what was a Raven, there was a right. Beast Boy, a Cyborg. Yeah, I think that's what inspired it because I was like, "Oh, these guys are cool, but it'd be so cool if they made Red X one day." And I'm like, "Ah, they're never going to do that." He was in like three episodes. <laughs> he was amazing, though, wasn't he? Such a cool character, you know. And yeah, so because I, I remember thinking at the time, it was you know, you were literally the only shot we would have ever had to have that character, and I was really grateful for it. You know, oh, um, awesome. Uh, so, I mean, were you a huge fan of Teen Titans then, or was it just sort of a, a case of like these sets? You thought it's a good time to put it out? Or? I uh, I guess I, I always love superhero stuff, but uh, like the more I self-analyze it, I think I was more into the cartoons than the comics. Like I, I read some comics, but I always got most of my information and the way I always remembered it and like reenacting, playing with my action figures was always stuff from the cartoons, like X-Men, the Spider-Man cartoon. 
and like Justice League, Batman, and then Teen Titans. I always liked that one. That one was like more cartoony. I definitely enjoyed it as everything too, but like um I was trying to I was actually having a hard time when I designed Red X of like where I should draw the line, if I should make him more like exaggerated, like in the cartoon, or if I should do more of like if they just made him a straight up superhero, like now, what he would look like. So that's what I tried to do with like the mus the muscles and stuff. That was a lot more complicated of an answer. I thought it was just going to be because he has another skull face like Taskmaster. That's part of it, though. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely like the skull face. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot to say that part, but that yeah. Did you um? Did you ever think of making more Teen Titans characters, or did do you feel the ship had sailed on the show by that point? Or I wouldn't like rule it out, you know, just because like you got to change it up sometimes once in a while. And I'm on this X Men trend right now too, and I'm more committed to it now because like now now like you know, the, the new cartoon is coming back too. So I kind of feel like the time is right to do it as like a, not like what's hot. Like that's not what drives it. But like, I think, Geist. yeah, like, I mean, you know, it definitely wouldn't be, it's something I'm already into. I'm going to do it regardless. Now would be a good time to stick with it. But uh, it's always good to change things up creatively and just make something different. So it is logical though, isn't it as well? You know, like you said, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to hit something in the zeitgeist. Otherwise you run the risk of it not selling. I mean, the only person yeah. who seems to go against that is Joe from CB. He just yeah. says whatever you like to it's from 30 years ago. He says, fuck it, I'm doing it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, his, those, uh, those, uh, snippets he was posting of, of their, of their, this oh, or so that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that looks awesome. I've been, I've been voting on those every day. And they're like classic things he's picking. They're awesome. So basically what you're seeing that this or that, um, he didn't announce with a lot of fanfare or like with branding or anything, but this was an extension of the citizen pick uh, initiative that um, I came up with with him over when we were talking at Brick Fair. And the idea basically is doing the first ever community-driven citizen brick minifigure. So I created a Google survey, which then everybody and their mom could just fill out the form and put in all the things they desire to see Citizen Brick make as a minifigure. And some people had very long lists. Um, and some people just had this one thing they really, really wanted. But anyways, so after uh, after a certain period of time, it was like 48 hours. I, mean, I kept it very short so it wouldn't get too big. Still got to like 600 to 1,000 you know, ideas that were put in. Uh, but there was some repetitive you know, repetition in there. But generally speaking, uh, it was about 1,000, at least 1,000 different fig ideas submitted. And I had uh, I put it into a spreadsheet, nice and sorted, so you can see it. And then he sat on it for about two months, looking over it. He molded down to like the top thirty-two choices of figs that he would wouldn't mind making, because there's some compromise here. You know, he's not just gonna make something that he doesn't like. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame so, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he goes through all the choices. He makes like a March Madness style style bracket, and then that's when you've been seeing the stories lately is the this or that. And so you'll start seeing repeats as, you know, the winner of the next round will go. And eventually the winner will at some point in time down the road be made into a Citizen Brick minifigure. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> were you, uh, Brett, were you gutted to see John McClane made it to the second round? <laughs> I was really surprised. I was really surprised um, and a little disappointed only because I have a John McClane from a different brand from uh, okay. LCM. I got to be honest, I voted. I voted for John McClane in the first round because I want a simple hard fig. What was the what was he going against? Do you remember? Um, uh, not the first one. He's going against Wayne's World because I voted Wayne's World on the second one. But I can't remember what it was in the first. My, was it, it wasn't um oh um raising Arizona? Was that what? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes. It was yes. Yeah, and that would have been such a great print, <laughs> the floral shirt. Oh yeah, that'd cage. be cool. Yeah, 
We need more Nicolas Cage minifigs. <laughs> <laughs> I want one from Mandy. I want one from, from Raising Arizona. I want yeah. one from Face Off. You know, <laughs> they can skip Leaving Las Vegas. I guess <laughs> that one is yeah. too dark. <laughs> He's already done enough alcoholic-looking yeah. figs. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if, unless he does one with like with Elizabeth Shue, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, him on like a glass but, table or something. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope Curse Russell from the Thing makes oh, it yeah. to the finals. I voted for that one too. That would be a great. Uh, one. But we've got, we've got, we've got. Um, what do you call it? Escape from New York, Kurt Russell, though, haven't we? We do. We've yeah, got but it's not the same. It's not. Oh. Yeah, it's not the same. And he'll come with a, he'll come with a flamethrower and everything. Yeah, great. they'll do him right. Yeah, they'll Ripley's do him. Ripley's got a flamethrower. Yeah. Ripley's got a flamethrower. You've got a flamethrower. Come on. <laughs> and then you could do a team up post of Ripley and you know yeah. Kurt Russell. Yep. <laughs> that would be great if they did him. So they can have Kurt Russell fighting off, you know, steel morphs. Who'd they have against uh, the Matrix? There was another thing against the Matrix. No, a true romance, I think. Okay, I think it was true romance. I don't know. I just know. Yeah. I think Matrix won. I'm just like, come on. Yeah, guys. yeah. I wanted the other one. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. You can tell that there's a generational shift yeah. in these choices. No, yeah. I, I think I think I voted Matrix there as well. I, like I said to you earlier, I'm low bro. I'm not high art. I'm low bro. So you know, maybe everyone's low bro. But what's funny is I have the uh, the Neo and Trinity from LCM as well. Oh, yeah, yes. I got those too. I almost got, I got that one. That one looks really cool. A Morpheus would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, the cape on the LCM one flares out a little bit too much for my taste. Uh-huh. But yeah, it would be nice to have a straight trench coat. That would be a good fig barf piece. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get back to KO Customs. <laughs> let's go back to KM, KO Customs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you referred to it loosely, but you did take a, a bit of a hiatus, you know? Yeah. And then you, you know, before you came back strong with, uh, was it, I think Nightcrawler was your first fig coming back? Oh, it was uh, Iceman. Oh, it was Iceman. Oh, sorry. Yeah, then Nightcrawler was, I think, yeah. Yeah. See, the, see the script, Brett? Come on, do your homework. <laughs> Oh yeah, Phil, Phil wrote this actually. <laughs> but uh, what uh, what prompted the hiatus? Was it just you know burnout, life events? Yeah, uh, it was more just like life. Like I um I had I made Taskmaster as I was graduating from college, and then I was just like moving out of you know the house and finding a real job and life you know hitting me. So it was a couple of years of doing that, and then I worked for a toy company in between actually. <laughs> so that was that was fun. So I really didn't have the creative like drive when I got home at the end of the day. And they had their own knockoff Lego line. So I really didn't have the creative drive to make more custom Lego in my free time when it was like my job during the day. Yeah, the, uh, the, the pen in the company ink would have been a bit as well, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't sure how they'd feel about that too. Yeah, because it was kind of like... Yeah. like I showed them. property if you make it yeah. off time. I showed them all that stuff in my portfolio when I got hired. I think that's what got me the job. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, like, you know, like you said, company ink. So... After I left there and I got a different job and moved and stuff again, then like the time was right because actually it was during the pandemic. The pandemic gave me a nice break, so to speak, for like some time to like. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. not a lot of people view yeah. the pandemic as a, a nice break. Yeah, <laughs> I had just so, started. So all my farms died. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely don't want to make it sound like bad like that. But like, I had just started a new job, and um, like the day I started it was when everyone got sent home for an indeterminate amount of time. So I was in this job and they, they had no, no work to give me. So it was like still getting a check and like, I'm like a vacation. It was crazy. 
Right, they put so. the name about Wolf of Wall Street. He goes this first day in Wall Street, and and they yeah, the, uh, the stock market crash. Yeah. <laughs> it was exactly like that. I get there and they're like, "Oh, this will be done before Easter," and like you know, <laughs> like no, it wasn't. So <laughs> one year later, mm-hmm. so like I had a lot of time on my hands, and I was like, "Why don't I do the? I should get back to doing my mini things." You know, I, that was a lot of fun. I should do that again. So then I started looking at doing. I I had some stuff in the works a little bit, but I wasn't like taking it like I was going to do it anytime soon. And that's when I found some translucent bodies to make the original Iceman that I made. That's what started me back in the whole thing. I kind of dipped my toes back into one figure and then got geared up again and started making multiple a year. Did uh, did you keep an eye on the custom scene while you're on your hiatus? Yeah, I always completely was completely cut off. No, I, I always was collecting the whole time. And that was the other thing, too, is that it changed so much. And like that I think it was like only like less than two years, like a year and a half it changed from like all these different brands hit the scene and like, like the pre-order thing became the standard and all this other stuff. But I always was collecting the whole time. I missed out on a few and I'd be like, Oh, I'm not going to buy that one. Like, cause I'm, I'm trying to cut back on this. And then I'd end up spending like $300 on it six months later when it wasn't available anymore. And I had to have it. <laughs> so you, you guys know it's, it's a tough sure addiction. Yeah. To break. Any other problems are listening. <laughs> Kyle needs to be added to the hot phone line now. So yeah, yeah. Roll, uh, yeah, shit, please, you know? please do. <laughs> so when you came back on the scene, you're like, Hey, we're coming back. This is going to be our first fig. Obviously a lot of the folks that knew you from Flickr days were probably excited to see you coming back. How was the reception from the newer collectors? I think it was it was pretty good. I, that Iceman was a really a big success, and I I think I definitely had a lot of newer collectors because I kind of like I don't spend a lot of time analyzing all the order names I get like on the thing, but after a while you get you know the same people, and I definitely had a lot of new ones when that came around. So I was very happy about that. And um, also with there being more resellers, I did business with some new stores, so it definitely was probably a new market somewhere. And like also, I never sent any figures to like reviewers or anything like that but this time around that that had cropped up as a thing now so Uh to to try and like spread some word i sent a couple out to um like minifigure merc merc yep there was another reviewer too back then i do it sometimes like when i have an extra one or something but lately like you know good problems they've sold really well i haven't even had any extra to like give away for that purpose so cool yeah thanks well, no, because it seems like, you know, you've had pretty good momentum and, you know, you've you've gone from, I mean, you may, you may have been really well known back then, but yeah, it was like establish yourself yep. in it a flooded market. Yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive. It and was definitely that, like a rebuild feeling like when I was doing it kind of, but it worked. Yeah, though, so that Nightcrawler was a hot item. Well, it still is a hot item. Oh, thanks. And uh, for those who don't know, when he released the, his Nightcrawler version two he created this uh, cool accessory that was like, you know, the BAMF cloud that um, was just really unique. And it wasn't anything like original, like they were all Lego parts or whatever. Yeah. But yep. that it was basically a cloud mock. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It made sense. And it was it really good. Just, it looked just like the actual uh, BAMF sort of uh, graphic in the comic. So it was. It was oh, yeah. Perfect representation in Lego form. And it was really good. Thanks, guys. I've been trying to do stuff like that as I move forward, like to add things to my my releases, like with the Iceman too, with the the sled thing, like the tri- ice trail. That is insane. I love oh, that. thank I you. That was, that was overkill, though. I mean, if you look at my loot pick of that, there's this tiny little minifig in this huge case full of just just. I know, it's like so bricks. many pieces. I, yeah, <laughs> I think you're, you're gonna set yourself up for a fail, Kyle, because when you release your next fig now and it's only a fig, I know, like, right? Oh, Where's all the parts? <laughs> so, like with that one, actually, too, I did it where. Because with that one, like full disclosure, 
the Iceman one, those are some pieces that are like like third party knockoff. On a, yeah, yeah, knockoff yeah. ones. And like I didn't want people to feel well, like they let's were getting clarify the yeah. ice slide pieces. Yes, thank you. The good thing is though, you can knock off, you could say they're KO pieces and get away with it. KO thing stands for knockoff. Not to get away from the question, but that was like a big thing. Like right after I named it that and I was making some stuff. The like Euro th- Eurobricks like uh, forum had like the, the KO like thread like the knock. I'm like I just named my business like after <laughs> the worst thing I could have picked. <laughs> but like maybe if some people ever thought of it, they're like, oh, that guy's ironic or something. I don't know, but it it's worked, I guess. But I was like, we always like, have referred to them as KO brands when we when we talk about them. Yeah. So yeah. So, so yeah, so not great. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for that one, I I didn't want people to feel cheated or anything out of what they were buying for the price that it was. Um. So that whole like ice trail accessory all those parts are almost like not even factored into it like they're basically like a free accessory in there because <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a very reasonable price thanks yeah I, didn't, I always try to keep it like normal like i don't i don't want to keep my figures like high price because i'm a collector and like you know wait you know i know like things are creeping that's inflation that's life and stuff but like you know i know what it costs to make it and i can price it in a way where everyone's happy so I, i'll do that as long as i can but uh yeah, I try to do these like builds and stuff now with my figures where it's like, you know, a little extra thing. And if like, uh, sometimes I think the the custom ones, like custom brands go a little overboard with some of their accessories that are like molded or something like they're very, very cool. And like, I know the certain type of clientele appreciates that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, I'm like always thinking like, well, how can I integrate that into like my scene or like my, you know, a collection mock type thing? And it would just look out of place. So I try to do it more like, true to a lego build type thing like if i can do it like with the, the ice sled or with the the bamf like cloud thing it's a challenge as a collector you know when you start getting all these accessories you want to display like the best version of that fig in the coolest pose yeah or some of us have cases where things just sit you know side by side yeah like a museum piece yeah <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in the latter category so a lot of those accessories don't come out of the case yeah, he, he's always saying how most of his stuff just gets left in a case because it's like a hot toy. Oh you know, yeah, no, so I definitely. Yeah, so that. I'll break it out. I'll break it out when I do the photography of it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But then I will go right back in. No, I don't blame you. I have like the same problem with a lot of my stuff. Like if I didn't have like the X Men, like I'm behind me, I'm building like my own Lego city, like with all the modulars and stuff. And like now I got to get that Avengers Tower that just came out or coming out. Yes. <laughs> so like. I want to have a nice, cool scene where the X Men are fighting the Sentinel in the middle of the city with some destroyed buildings and all stuff. So, like, I'll use my ice sled for that. But like, the one I keep in my—if I didn't have that—I just have like a board. Actually, you can see it behind me a little bit, like those. Yeah. So, like, I have like a, a board, boards of figures, and they really don't get a lot of room for other stuff. So, I totally understand. I was going to say when you when you returned with Frosty, um, how how did it feel to return? Because you when you were welcome, you were welcomed back with a lot of enthusiasm for that fig by old fans and new. So, you know, did how did it feel to actually sort of come back and get that warm reception straight oh, away? Oh, it, it was really really nice. It was very flattering. Um, it meant a lot to me too that people still remembered and like like actively liked my stuff that much to be like. I remember I told my girlfriend when I was showing her the comments like of me announcing that I was coming back with the figure. Somebody wrote, "KO is back, baby." <laughs> and like it's, it's always been, it's always been a joke now among me and her, like in a good way, not like making fun of the person that wrote it, but like it's always been like a nice like thing. Like you're always like, "Wow!" Like you know, it's pretty impressive. Like I'm, I'm very humbled by all of it. 
I can't say anything. I was probably simping in the comments as well, to be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was very cool. I appreciate all of it. With the uh, the expanded, um, I don't want to call it competition, but the expanded landscape of the amount of brands coming up, do you feel that you need to like alter how you do, you do your business, like increasing your production or altering your character choices? Um, a little bit. Like, I definitely feel. Uh, I definitely always try and like remind myself that like you know there's different aesthetics out there for different people, and like the figures I make will appeal to like a certain crowd, and like if another brand makes the same character, or same figure they're going to do it differently and that might appeal to the same person or there's an overlap or the whole different audience. So I tried to not stress myself out with that aspect of it, that hopefully it will still sell or eventually it will still sell. And one thing that's nice is like uh, Ed will help me with like a post, like to announce it or something. And I'll like do the same and the amount of likes I get. It's like a lot usually like, I really appreciate that. Um, But I'm like, okay, as long as a hundred people from all these likes like actually buy it, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it definitely makes me think I need to get things out a little quicker. Just, just because like, mostly because like, I, I like how, like I try to make like clever design choices, I think. And I just like to like unveil it and have it be like very impactful. And I kind of feel like sometimes when another brand comes along with the same figure, um, if they did a really similar thing it's kind of like loses its its punch a little bit just excitement for yeah me. they gotta appreciate it as much yeah. if it is you know, yeah i get you yeah but that's like just like a personal like thing for like you know kind of like look what i made like you know so it's, showing it's a, it off it's an ego stroking thing is what you're a little saying, bit yeah it? yeah <laughs> but like at, at the end of the day like you know i'm i'm still just happy that people are into it like to be honest with you i say if it sells and people like it so yeah well, one thing that can, you know, increase your production is working with partners that also have their own facilities. And, you know, recently you teamed up with Diamond Customs and released Omega Red. How exactly did that come to pass? I mean, I know they've done a lot of mutants, mutants in, in recent history, and I don't know if that would influence your decision or... Oh, yeah. So you know, how, how's, how has that benefited you? It's been great. Uh, uh, Diamond Custom Bricks is awesome. He's a huge help. Um, me and him, like, throw the design back and forth. We make edits to it. He'll give me some notes on it. We'll like plan out the the um, accessories and stuff. He's really good with the injection molding stuff. Um, his half of it is mostly like the bringing the CAD design and stuff, the three design to it. And um, uh, I'll always like look at it and like give my two cents and like you know edit it and stuff. But that's really what he's bringing to the table for all of it. And his his facilities are amazing. So when I have something printed with him, it usually always comes out like really good. Like they there's not a lot of edits I have to tell them or they don't make a mistake and they're pretty quick. It ha- it started actually cause I was trying to make, uh, he helped me with Nightcrawler. Um, I was trying to make a wraparound white printing on the arms and the, where I was having it printed at the time couldn't, they said they couldn't do that. Uh, it was too complex. So I was asking him cause he had done it on a figure and I was looking at the figure and I just hit him up. I was like, Hey, like, do you know anybody that could do this? Um, and he's like, yeah, my factory uh, can do it. We can help you with that. And I was like, oh, cool. And that's kind of how our collaboration started because we're like, oh, we should do a figure together. We both make X-Men stuff. You know, he makes a lot. He made a large amount of it. Was he, was he aware of you before this? Was he like a fan or? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Well, I know I know. he said that the guy that does his production was a fan of mine. <laughs> he had all my, <laughs> all my figures. I was like, that's pretty cool. So like it was it was like one of those things where uh, I think he pretty was. Pretty surreal. Yeah. Like, uh, um you know uh oh one funny thing like on that note right i had a funny story that i wanted to share on this podcast um you guys have 
been to like a flea market or something or like some side vendor where they're selling like knockoff Lego on a table, right? Yep. So I was there at a flea market at that exact thing and I had like a moment almost like the kid in like a Christmas story. Like that's like, I want to meet Santa, like that like thing. Like <laughs> I went up like I'm with my girlfriend and we're looking and there's like a whole row of my Wolverine, like the straight up copy of my Wolverine. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I made that. And the guy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, what does that, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, you know, I think <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's always a really interesting thing too. When you see your stuff out in the wild, like, <laughs> it's, it's got to be a bit like Adam said he felt uh, when he got recognized in the Lego store you know it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a really cool feeling hasn't it you know? yeah exactly I wish that's a, such a cool story that he had about how no, that guy that's great yeah but you've had that resource now and yeah they, they've been a big um, they've been a big producer of mutant things actually um, just a few months ago I finally um, pulled the trigger and got their uh, Madeline Pryor Goblin Queen oh okay thing. nice very yeah, nice I love yeah. that thing yeah they do they do amazing work and um I'm lucky to be teamed up with them on this stuff. It's always exciting to work with them. So, Phil, we got something big we got to talk about. Yeah, we need to talk about the Sentinel in the room. Oh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> something big. <laughs> yes. You made an awesome custom Lego uh, set of the Sentinel, complete with uh, printed parts. Oh, yeah. Now, th- thank look, you for saying yeah, look, Looking back at the Flickr part, uh, page, uh, yep. I can see the seed of this went as far back as 2014, right in the <laughs> Now, Yeah. Um, back then, I admit, I was all about the minifig, so I wasn't paying much attention to anything that wasn't specifically in that format. But looking back, I can see that you did plan to do- go for a set. And from what I can gather, um, they- it was going to have some digitally printed parts at the time, and you had a light kit set up for the eyes. Yep. Um, I did note this on one of the posts when someone asked about it. You'd gone from a set. Um, and there's a nice little crossover with our Goodfella episode coming up as well about this as well. Um but um, you'd gone from it being a set to thinking about printing some instructions and a part list instead, and then maybe offering just a light kit. So did did you actually do that at the time, or did this not come to fruition back then, and this is something you've revisited? Or Yeah, so the 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 um the idea of doing like a limited kit with just like the list so someone could, like a DIY thing, that never actually ended up happening. Um, I was too focused on all the figures at the time and like life and stuff. Yeah. But I had one person. I feel bad. They would they would message me left and right about it, and like they'd be like, "This is never gonna happen." And I'm like, "No, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna happen." Yeah. So you know, hey, it took like five, six years, but <laughs> but no, like after the thing that really sparked it was working at that toy company, and I did packaging design every day, like 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 two or three packages every day for like this toy company. So I knew exactly what went into making it, what went into doing it. So it was like good training, and then you know, amidst the pandemic, I, when I wasn't doing Frosty, I was sitting there trying to update this with all the new parts and like really going into it though. Like my room here looked like a whole like lab of like, like I'd buy parts on Bricklink to test them out. Or I do like L, uh, not LD, uh, Bricklink studio to like test things out too. And then I'm like, all right, that seems to be working. Let me order the real part and see if it's going to structurally hold up or like how it's going to work and stuff. So that was like a whole, I spent like the whole, um since probably april no may may of 2020 until like until like november or december of 2020 just like many days a week working on that getting the design right and then i spent about another two months taking it apart and mapping it out for an instruction booklet (laughs) um so that that was a lot of work too and um i really just wanted to make my own lego set i was really obsessed with doing it for like a long long time and um, then I worked in like the light brick, so it didn't have to be like a third party kit for the lights. And I had the mouth tile pad printed. I wish there had been a magenta dish piece around at the time. There still isn't. 
but I had them like airbrushed and they're really good quality. They would never like chip yeah, or anything. Yeah, you did say that on the, on the actual post at the time. Yeah, I, I oh, forgot yeah. to mention that. But, so this was basically then a case of you just couldn't get this thing out of your head and this was just the right time. You'd built up, you'd upskilled and yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and I was inspired by the Lego one years ago, but I was like, it has to be so much bigger than this. This is like, you know, <laughs> tiny. And I always wanted to make it in a way where people could like customize it if they wanted to, or if they wanted to have a destroyed one, like they could take some parts out of the head or like make a blown off arm, you know, like stuff like that. If they ever did a scene, one, one shout out, one customer has bought, I think at least four, maybe five of them from me since it's been for sale. So I can't wait to see what's cooking with that. (laughs) Like eventually at some brick fair. Master mode. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That would be really cool. So, um, uh, just to clarify, any plans for other sets? Has this sort of wet your appetite for more, or was this just a one-off thing you wanted to make sure you did at least once in your life, sort of? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely for right now, I think I'm going to take not do any more sets. Like, even even doing the amount of pieces that came with the Frosty 2.0 kind of gives me, like, flashbacks <laughs> to, like, doing it. Because, like, the Sentinel is 900 pieces, and I have to sit there and sort out. It's not only, like, 900 pieces sorted out, but they're sorted into five bagged up building steps it's a lot of work to do one um i usually do them in like batches because i still have a few left like the big wave of them came when i released it and that was like traumatic because that was like i had my whole family down here it was like i was running a sweatshop my family still jokes about it now because like (laughs) my my, even my mom came down to help and she was like like oh can we put the tv on and i'm like no no one can watch any tv while we're doing this i'm like this has to be are there like any, are there any minors that are yeah yeah but yeah it was uh it was definitely funny we all still like look back on it it's funny now but like at the time it was like oh my god like how are we gonna pack all these up but uh because i also had to sell them first to be able to to buy all the parts so it wasn't even like i could mm. and then one lady like a bricklink seller I don't know if she was like a drop shipper type person in from Connecticut and I'm in New York, probably the easiest one of all the orders. I ordered a ton of parts from her and it dragged on for like two months. She wouldn't send them to me. And I'm like, this can't be happening. I can't send anything oh out. People are like wondering where their stuff is. And I'm like this order, like I'm having to explain this. That was uh not cool. But since then, nothing like that's ever happened again. So, you know, now I do, if someone orders one, I'll bag up like five or six at a time to make it like worth it and do like a run and then some some lucky people they put the order in it ships like the next day other people it has to wait like a couple weeks if it's that timing but <laughs> so, yeah i'm actually i'm actually ashamed to admit i haven't bought it yet like i keep meaning to get around to it it's just that like said, oh, i'm no, always focused okay. on figures you know oh they're on I sale right now yeah the figs, so i gotta get it <laughs> oh yeah no it looks really cool all the figures like i always have mine on display like holding night like, nightcrawler like he's teleporting out of there I'm sure Lego will will come around to that one day, but <laughs> well, I think they got the rumor is the X Mansion's coming, right? Yeah, I mean, hey guys, X Mansion looks pretty good when the Sentinels are attacking it. So just saying, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is coming. Shameless, shameless plug achieved. Yeah, is, yeah. Is Xbox unlocked, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mentioned there was a little crossover here with our good fella uh, minifigs episode. So um, when you were originally looking at this, you had a box art design. Uh, uh, set up and that box art design was done by none other than Brick Hero Graphics. Oh yeah, uh, Mike. Yeah, so he's awesome. mentioned him in the good episode. So we first have to just give a disclaimer and say we swear he's not sponsoring the Big Bad Fit Car. He's just come up <laughs> by chance to two episodes. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually he didn't he wasn't even aware of the podcast. Then I reached out to him saying, "Hey, I'm tagging you in this post because we talk about you quite a bit." Oh yeah, 
yeah, now now he's like going through and listening to him. That's all. awesome. He's, he's really enjoying it, and he was really happy to hear that you know he was going to get a shout out. And so I hit him up uh, that helps yesterday because I was listening to him. I was like, "Hey, Mike, like they they're talking about you on here, and it's great." I told him like the time, <laughs> like in there. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great guy. Did um did you hit him up to do that design, or was it a design he'd already done? Because obviously he's quite prolific with his designs, anyway. Oh yeah, he's always. Uh... No, Mike and me go way back to Flickr. Like he he has done all of my renders for every figure I've ever made. Oh, that's that's a nice little nugget that we yep. didn't know. Yeah, he's he's my go to yeah. guy. Yeah, Mike is awesome. So he helps me out. Even to this day, even to this day, he's still your, yeah. your render guy. Yeah. Yep. He just oh, did that, Frosty that is, and Omega beautiful. Red. He's done. He's done every one of them. He's never not done one. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. Um. Obviously, he commented on his story and tagged me in it. You know, after the episode, and uh, I sent him a picture of those. Um. Of those torsos for the the Green Arrow fig. That when oh yeah, yeah. Up three months later <laughs> to show him that I still had them. You know. Um, yep. I was actually thinking we might even if Brett's okay, they might give them out. Uh, I might try and turn them into figures, and we'll give them out as a big bad fig cast oh, giveaway cool. or something, or a, or a geek yeah. exchange giveaway. But, the fans uh, but will yeah, know. but I. But he said that he he he's, he's thought numerous times over the years to make figs. But at least it's nice to know that he is in the background there, you know, helping you with uh, yeah, with yours. Me, yeah, me that. and him have talked about doing a figure together. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say like who it would be because you know surprise and whatnot. But like we've talked about doing a figure together. I just haven't had the timing right yet for it. Um, I was kind of doing it now that we're like back in the swing of things. Like maybe that's something me and him will talk about again now. Because I've just also, been hitting, I've been hitting them up kind of last minute for the last few figures for the renders, so I feel bad. So I definitely have to like plan plan <laughs> things a little differently. Like, hey, I know you're really busy, but if you have time, <laughs> could you could you render these two figures in all these different poses and all this different stuff? Thank you. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. So we've also um, we mentioned earlier about how you've done a couple of version twos now between Frosties and Nightcrawlers and whatnot, um, which understandably you want to perfect your craft and you want to. We call there's new technologies available to you, but you know, as a as a completist, it might be a little frustrating because you're like, yeah. oh crap, I already got that one." Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other things you plan on doing V2s of? Right now, no. But if you had asked me when, I, well, this yeah, that came out at the same time that that colored plastic for Iceman. Um, but yeah, right now, no, I'm really content with how everything has come out so far. The big thing for me was like looking at the original Wolverine I did and then comparing it to like the Taskmaster, even at the end of my first, you know, run. I just feel like that Taskmaster looks so much more like something Lego would make for line thicknesses and stuff like that. And those weren't things I was attuned to when I was designing Wolverine the first time. I just was trying to make it all fit with the stripes and stuff. And then I'm like, no, that it's not how it would be. They have to, the belt has to be this thick, the outline of black has to be this thick. Like I learned to follow all the rule all the Lego rules. So Wolverine version one and Nightcrawler version one were definitely just like design aesthetic reasons. Mostly Wolverine. Also, Wolverine was purely design aesthetic. Nightcrawler was new parts and like new um, elements to put in there. And then the Iceman, you wouldn't, there wouldn't be a version two Iceman if that plastic hadn't come out. And the other thing too was like I had made that ice trail accessory while I was doing my, for my own mock because I wanted to have him like, you know, using his powers. And I'm like, this is like pretty. I think I, I'm onto something here. This is pretty cool. You think of it as a consolation prize as well for it being a version two. Like, ah, oh, you've got to buy this thing again, but you get this now as well. You know? Oh yeah, and I wanted to upgrade to give people that hairpiece from the version one. That might have been kind of hard to understand, with like, all the stuff that you're getting when you bought that. But like, if someone was a completionist and had both, now you can put them side by side. They both can have hair. It's not like one is vastly superior to the other. It's personal choice at that point. 
I didn't even know that hairpiece was in there. My friend had to tell oh, yeah. me because he the, said, yeah. about, apparently, <laughs> my original plan was I wasn't going to get it. And it's nothing personal to you. It's just that I, I, I'm always about the more characters, new characters, you know. Oh, no, so, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so he was going to send me his as a surprise, and, and then he said, "Oh, then I see you've got a loop post. You you obviously you you uh, you broke, you know, and you, you bought it." So um, I literally I always do a close up shot of figs, and I put it in my story for my um, highlights, you know. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gotten around to put it doing that yet because I've had no motivation recently. But yeah, I want to put them side by side and do a shot. Like um, I don't know if you remember, I did that shot with the uh, Mister J um, uh, Human Torch next to your Ice Man. Yeah, that was it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to do it like that, but with the two ice, you know, version one and version two of Frosty to get the to get you know the proper effect with the glistening, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> did you do? You did a Nightcrawler one too, right? Or was that was that you? Uh, no, I don't think I did a Nightcrawler one. No, oh, okay. No. I think somebody I, I did something. I've got a post planned. I uh, Brett showed this before, but I do a, a, an acoustic version of the X Men sound, uh, the X Men theme song. Oh, that's awesome! And it sounds like acoustic on my guitar, so I, I still can't play it well enough to record it. But I'm, I'm practicing it, and when I do, eventually, I'm going to do a little picture. Montage is going to have all my X Men figs, and it's going to feature a ton of yours because you've know, oh, done thanks. so many of them. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be like funny scenes. And funny enough, you said about the Banff piece, that's going to be really useful because one of the one of the bits in there is going to be Nightcrawler uh, pranking Wolverine, like tapping him on the shoulder, and bouncing <laughs> away. That's awesome! I can't wait to see that. <laughs> that's the one thing too is I always love seeing people like re- reposting it just because of like the creativity and stuff people put into like some of their photos. Like you guys have talked about that on here a lot with all the amazing photography. I'm gonna mess up his name, but it you guys can help me. It's like soon Soon Salt Chicken Pass. Yes. He, he's done some amazing <laughs> pictures. His nightcrawler pictures are incredible that he did of, of nightcrawler. Yeah, he so. does all that with his phone. Samsung uh, uh, not just his phone, a Samsung Galaxy S ten as well, an old wow. phone. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? but it's an old phone and he has this cool clip on macro uh, attachment. Oh wow. Which, you know, I bought one when he showed me. Uh-huh. And so uh, he that's how he gets all those close-up shots. But yeah, he's he's grown so much in the last year or so with his photography. It's been phenomenal to watch, and I really enjoy it. And, uh, he's in a group chat with me with other photographers, and sometimes he'll post. We'll get we'll get our figs around the same time, mm-hmm. and then he'll post. And I'm like, well, shit, <laughs> I no, I can't. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's incredible the lighting and like. The- so I've slowed down my postings. Yours are great too, though. I, want- I really like your posts as well. Well, thank you, but I've gotten away from doing more portraiture work because Mark Spricks does an amazing job with his lighting and Soonsaw does an amazing job with his the way he does it. I'm like, I can't match that or it will just look just like theirs. Okay. I need to do something different that I can... Well, I need to do something that, you know, only I can do or only can do in the way I can do it. Okay. So that's why I've been focusing more on less posts, but more elaborate posts with all like the great lighting and the photoshopping and all sorts of yeah stuff. the one you just put out the the most recent one i think was really good um uh, doc ock yeah yeah because it had like the, you showed did you show how you made it too like in one video yeah yeah, yeah that, that was, was um, really cool that was a lot of fun yeah because you had the different like pieces that were like on the ground where he's like coming down on them right like with the right right yeah, yeah i filmed I, I shot each tentacle uh separately yeah that was really cool together i had a motion, motion blur to make it look cinematic so i want to do more stuff like that yeah that was awesome but in terms of straight up, until I can think of a way to do portraits that are original to me, I'm going to let Soonsaw and Marcus handle them all. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they just do a great job. They, that, they, they, do, they do a great job. 
it's it's nice to see Brett insecure though, because like everything you guys do with the graphic design, the the you know the photoshopping, it's like it's like sufficiently advanced technology. It's magic. Uh, you know? <laughs> like, I I always joke that with cameras, they're like horses. They know when someone's nervous of them. And have a camera. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you know right. I mean? I mean, my like Lego. I wish that's the one weakness I have with my. Uh business stuff is my photography it doesn't come out that great when i try to take photos of my legos like the Iceman was hard to capture like that opalescence like thing but i don't know if that's just my fault or like you know in general but well there's a wide berth of people you can ping if you have questions oh yeah yeah i definitely just have to start out. yeah <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be honored to lend a trick or two um like you said before you sent out figs for promo reasons but if you you know if you if you gave someone a fig for the purposes of of you know doing really good uh promo shots for you though, yeah you... actually me and soon uh i can't let's keep mess his name soon, soon soon yeah me and him actually were just talking about doing that but then the omega like the thing the timing of it didn't work out this time but i was next time i'll send him one sooner so i wrote soon yeah <laughs> but yeah that's 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 also something that you know I know Crosscheck does that a lot. They'll okay. and Abnormal's done it before. They'll they'll send it out to just people they really like and that represent their brand well, and they'll do the professional shots, and that becomes part of the reveal. Right? Yeah, that that would definitely add to it a bit. <laughs> we'll work for figs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my I'll put my uh, yeah. my hat in the ring with this. There you yeah. Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy to do some photography for you. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. I, I can't do that, but I can offer a reach around. All right, we got to shift gears quick. We'll suck dick for things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, rock bottom with a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always refer to this scene as mainlining plastic anyway. Yeah, so mainlining. Like, like rock bottom. Yeah, like, you're not wrong. Not <laughs> what other thing you have? Like, no, this is the last time. I'm not gonna buy another one this month. This is the well, last I know one. what the I know what the teaser is gonna be for this episode. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, my face hurts. Uh, it's back at the end of my life, and I'm gonna see. This is when I lost all credibility. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we lost credibility we started dropping thousands of dollars on plastic. Yeah, yeah, good point, yeah. <laughs> and you sell these for how much to people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned earlier we never get a chance to talk to, like, people in our real life, they may be, you know, sympathetic to our yeah. hobby, but they don't understand it because it is a madness. I've always said it is like, a, it is a mental illness. I mean, <laughs> like I always joke with Brett that his spideys is like a, a really bad mental illness, you know, because you can't miss out on one. But, but for any of us, I feel for you with that one. It's, yeah. almost, <laughs> it's almost as bad as grown adult women being completely obsessed with Disney, like having powered by fairy dust stickers on their car, you know. It's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. It's so mental illness. And we, yeah, and we're in that know, category. I think we 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 are just as bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So so it's nice to speak to people and actually speak. You know, because typing is not the same medium, is it? It's oh just yeah. Not. No, so, this is a whole different experience. So yeah, it's great to actually speak to like-minded people. You know, mm -hmm. it really is cool because you never get to like, and you don't have to. You don't like. I feel like sometimes when I try and explain things to other people, I know in my regular life, I have to give so much context, to have them understand like why this is annoying or cool or like whatever the situation may be and it's like i don't have to preface anything you guys know as much or more 
about all these brands, all these figures, and all this stuff going on. My and, wife just smiles and nods. Yep, that's my my <laughs> girlfriend. But she she she's happy. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. She understands why I might be upset. <laughs> when, when you're talking about it, oh, this why this bit is good, but that bit is good. There's just that glassy look in their eyes, you know, with yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that yeah. smile on their face. You know, really, what they're doing is planning uh, the next week's meals or something. You know, <laughs> my my kid will come down to my office while like if I get a loot box that day, yeah, from, like you know tier one or something. And I'm unpacking everything, and then they'll say, "Hey, could you, uh, you know, hook me up, or can you, could you make make me some of this for dinner, or whatever?" I'm like, "Sure," but first you have to come and see everything that I came in. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And I, make, and I make them come and look. I got this, and then I got this, and I got that. And hey, look, it's Chainsaw Man. You like Chainsaw Man? Yeah. This, that. <laughs> Not having so, kids, I can't relate to this at all. But can you imagine your child comes down and says, "Grow up, Dad." You know. Yeah, I would <laughs> be. No, my kids' friends all think I'm cool. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's like, they probably think because the they come in my, my office. I've got all this, these posters and memorabilia yeah. and props. Like a toy store. They think my office is cool. I bet. You've got um, the playroom they always wanted, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one day, question. they're going to think about, about I finally got the playroom I always wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to think about this now for the rest of their life until they're old and be like, Man, I gotta get it like so and so's dad. <laughs> it's like I can't wait till I'm forty so that fourteen year olds can be impressed by me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing there, fellow young kids? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh, <laughs> the hard part is when you know they're like, "Hey, can we get this?" I'm like, "No," because we're on a budget. But you just got this. I'm like, "That's right, with my money." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be tricky. You want thirty bucks for you want thirty dollars in Robux, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, no braces so, for little Timmy this week. I had to buy an extra Spider Man, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, there yeah, have been yeah. some braces. We have to take care of that. Yeah, they got their braces done. They're, they got a roof over there. They get their meals. The essentials are met, but <laughs> keep them alive and moderately clothed so you can spend the rest of the money on the figs. <laughs> this Christmas will be two years since we bought an Oculus too, oh. and I've played it for maybe thirty minutes because it's been sitting in my. My oldest's room all this time. Because, oh yeah, those so What they use cool. it for? VR chat and watching movies with his friends. Oh, with, yeah. with their friends. That's it. That's all they use it for. My friend had it. I want to play Super Hot. Damn it. Yeah, he, he showed it to me. And uh, I got that Vader. I got that Vader game. I've yet to play. The Vader it. game looks amazing. I walked into a Christmas tree wearing that thing <laughs> by accident. <laughs> I learned I had to move my couch to have enough room in the basement for it. <laughs> it was at. I think it's the same system. It's like the first level. You can like touch those like. Pedestals of the ball on it, and like you walk around. I it. never got past. I never got past like the hull of you're inside the, the the cabin of the ship. Okay. And they want me, and they're like, "Yeah, you you have enough room." I'm like, well, "My couch is there." I have my couch. <laughs> so, <laughs> but well, the point is, it, are you just living Lord Moaman in your head, though? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, they're, they're fine. They'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if not, you know, that's what therapy's for. <laughs> As the collection grows, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, I, they they know I'll be quick to sell something if we need to for any reason. Yeah, that's the so thing. I'm, I'm always like turning over. Like I gotta I gotta make a for sale post. So maybe I'll do some geek exchange on Sunday. I'll throw some out, out your way. Sure thing. Yeah, because <laughs> I got yeah, I did it for uh, I did it for Phoenix Customs. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I got four saber from um from Jen that I have right now. I meant to buy two. I didn't. I forgot that I pre-ordered it from two different people uh. <laughs> at two a piece. You know, that's Don't that's not a unique problem. Demand. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think you can have a problem selling those. They were in high demand, so you'll be. Oh, like were they? That's those. good to hear. I just wanted to break. They it, were. Break even I, uh, I sold mine. Actually, I kept Ling's. I sold that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of collecting, Phil. 
Yep. Okay. So we've obviously we've spoken to Kyle the brands. Now we want Kyle the man or the collector. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. So, um, <laughs> something I've noticed about community members who become brands, and it has happened several times over the years, um, is that they don't tend to show off their own collections from the point they start releasing their own figs. Um, Adam seems to be the only exception to this because he'll regularly post stories of the other figs from other brands he's bought. But mm-hmm. um, obviously, like with, with yourself, um, with um, uh, MRM Prints, you know, uh, Jacka, obviously, until we saw that picture on the Jacka interview episode, we didn't even know that Jack was a collector, you know. And, right. And you, you, you sort of become an enigma. And I wonder if that is by design. Uh, is it, you know, because of competition, for example, or do you not want to necessarily show support to one brand and not to another and cause uh, animosity? Is there any particular reason behind? that or for me i used to when i was like on the flicker i would like post from my collection and i think i just kind of like it's a mixture of like not having enough time or the photo not coming out like nice enough but sometimes though when i would post on flicker maybe even on instagram i'm trying to remember but like uh, people would get confused almost and think that i made the figure like even though i write that it's made by such such and such and all this stuff like People don't read. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and like I think that that is one turnoff maybe to why people don't do it. And like the other thing is like it maybe just timing too. But like I definitely want to post for my own collection. I'm working on this really cool display board. A friend of mine that I work with is helping me like wire and like solder all these things together to have each brick light up to show like the figure beneath it. But just like you know, oh, wow. like a yeah, like a really cool like case. We're trying to get it like plexiglass type thing. Um, so I think once I have that. I will start to share a little more of my collection, maybe just like some reels of like them on the thing. Nothing crazy. Well, maybe if your photos are not professional looking, mm-hmm. they look like someone's just taking a picture in their room yeah. of their figures. Hopefully that I think people would be less inclined to be confused. Mm-hmm. And as as a pain in the ass as it might be, you could always just start a second account that's focused on That's true. Yeah. Definitely like your collecting side. You could have maybe like the KO Customs Storefront mm-hmm. account, which you have now. And then you can just have the Kyle account that maybe just shows behind the scenes of KO. Yeah, that would be cool. Things That's a good going idea. on, things you're, you know. So if, if, you can have your, you have your, you have your, like your B-roll mm-hmm. account yeah. and then you've got your product page. Right. I was going to say, even when I post stuff like from my collection, like for sale, just to like, you know, like we were just saying, like, you know, just to turn over, weed through your collection a little bit. Um, I do feel bad sometimes when some of the brands, if they see it, like me selling something, but it's never like, because I didn't like it or anything like that. It's just like you can only fit so many figures on your wall, or like you got to make room somewhere, kind of thing. Like there's there's a lot of reasons. Change as well, so you know. Yeah, I used to feel bad, bad as well when selling a figure. I would like not sell it on Instagram because I didn't want them to see that I was selling their figure. Yeah, it's um, I've seen even even admitting that I bought both those gambits. I remember I told you I was like I bought oh, both yeah. the gambits. Yeah. And then they were gone in like a week <laughs> after they arrived. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like, I'm not, so I'm not like hurt by that at all. You know what I mean? Like I, it's all good for me. Like I appreciate that you bought them and everything. And you sounds like you went, you gave them a good home of somebody that really was like, Oh yeah, they were them. static. So you made somebody's day with that. Um, but yeah, just like just turning over uh, figures. But like, what I was gonna say when I post stuff, even like for sale, like, Oh, I'm selling these. Like sometimes people will be like, Oh, like they'll message me and not read it. I don't really like that aspect of it. It probably sounds silly, but in, in, in my mentality, it's like you wouldn't know that you still collect, if you get what I mean, from based on looking at your page. And I, 
I think knowing you collect almost humanizes a brand to a certain degree. Do you know what I mean? It, uh, yeah, it's sort of, uh, it, you're a man, not the myth. There. Right, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that could go against you as well. Do you know what I mean? But like, I um, obviously Adam debunked this recently, but up until recently, I, I thought you guys were all probably in this sort of super secret club. Oh, no. <laughs> collections with each other, all the brands, no one else, you know, like no one else can see this, but we've all got all these things, you know. <laughs> That'd be cool if that actually, like, that's, yeah. Um, me well, and Adam are friends. Know, we talk sometimes, but um, yeah. Well, that's something that we've learned that yeah, that arrangement doesn't really exist. And hopefully, things like this podcast help break those walls down, not just between the brands and the collectors, but the brands between the brands themselves. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you know, like we, we've got a community of collectors. Why not have a community of brands? Yeah, that can talk to each other. And yes, there is a bit of a competition, you know. But some of you guys have your niches that you fall into. Um, and like we do different styles, like like with the trench coat thing or something. Like not to like keep right, talking exactly. about that one thing, but like you know, you know what you're going to get from me, and I know what I'm going to get from another brand. So it's about which exactly. which avenue you pick of how you want the figure uh, represented. And ultimately, so. collectors buy from the brands they prefer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and from the resellers they have relationships with. Yeah, there there is a subset of collectors that will go after the next shiny new thing. Mm-hmm. Put a pun on this, but uh, but the um, some of of us are just whores who you know, whatever, whatever wiggles they tailor us at the time that we like the luck of, you know, we're free to anyone, yeah, you know, there's that as well, you know, yeah, well, that's why that's why I employ Phil's advice from like I think it was episode two, which was talking about FOMO, Mm -hmm. where I that was a good one, is it's my favorite, and I want to do I want I want to revisit it. The burnout and the FOMO are like that's key like i get it now too i got a figure in the mail the other day it's still sitting on my coffee table it's on out of the out of the mailer i haven't even opened it yet and it's just like you know what i mean like you just kind of lose your your thrill i um but phil phil has said you know when a new figs arrives and you're like about to hit that buy or hit that reserve button or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean ask yourself were you waiting for this to come out or was there anything really distinctly wrong with the figure that you had that you always wish you could replace it? If not, yeah. then, why bought, then maybe just don't do not do it. Yeah. Just stick with what you got. Mm-hmm. Cause the du- the duplicates are tough and I am sorry about the people that bought the two duplicates of mine, but yeah, it's easy to convince yourself <laughs> that you need something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in, like, in, well, fairness, in fairness to you, Kyle, they are, you know, there are significant differences with your version twos. I mean, yeah. I, I'll be the first to admit that it does trigger me seeing version twos. And you've seen my comments about right. it before, you know, and because you like you commented on my KO post saying, Oh, this is the last one, I swear. You yeah, know, yeah. But, <laughs> but the point is, I still buy them because they are still worthwhile. Do you know what I mean? So and I'm sure that's what most people feel, you know. So so don't feel bad about it. You know, if at the end of the day you you do this mostly for yourself and we are just crowdfunding you to get your figure you want, you know. I, I and I totally respect that. I, I I said I was jaded about it, but I'm joking. It's, you know, it's <laughs> it's a fact of life. So, you know, at the end of the day, you, you do you basically, you know. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, that understanding and everything. The tough ones are those big, like when there's like a new movie, like the Spider, uh-huh. like you guys have talked about it a lot with the Spider Man. Oh gosh, like yeah. that one, or even like No Way Home, like 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 you know all the Green Goblins. Let's put Spider Man, like all the Green Goblin figures. I was stuck in that because I was trying to get like the coolest Green Goblin. He's a big favorite of mine, and um, that took a lot, a lot of comparisons. Yeah, that, I still, you know, I, I still like flip flop. I ended up actually a couple weeks ago. I bought the original 2002 set 
of the small one that came mm-hmm. with the Green Goblin, and I opened it. It was like sealed in the box. I opened it and took him out, and like that's the one I'm going to keep on my display. At all, at all <laughs> that, like I, the goofy. So helmet. yeah, for me, yeah. for me, I I lean more towards that line of the customized side. Right. Yeah. They're, so, I mean, they're really nice. I still have them in my collection. I still flip. Yeah. Like I'm still. Uh, I don't know which one to pick today. Like depends on the you know, but. Right, and I've got one last point on this last topic now. We obviously, we've discussed how the, the change in the scene over the years has affected you as a brand, but what's your take on it as a collector? Because obviously the, the scene has exploded, hasn't it, between the Flickr days and now, so, so how do you feel about that, you know? Well, um, I definitely like way, having way more like options for stuff, like availability of like things, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, there's probably like three or four brands that are going to come out with the same figure when the movie drops or whatever, and you can kind of pinpoint which one you want. Uh, it is hard at the same time because then you, if you guesstimate, like people usually hit it pretty close to what you think after a track record. But sometimes they have an off figure, like I don't know if I like that, like figure the face or something. But the price creep hasn't been great <laughs> as a collector. That's kind of always been, you know. Um, I agree with that. <laughs> but definitely, like I kind of feel like I'm hitting my point of where I think I have most of my collection already now. You know, like I'm trying, I'm trying to like back off buying a little bit at the moment, just because, like I said, I have this overflow. And then at the same time, it's like, um, I try to stick to just more like I buy comic stuff and I buy MCU stuff. But if I if I'm buying like MCU stuff, I try to stick it more toward like people, heroes and villains I really like from the movies. I try to keep it to like the main people just because I don't have the room. I think that all the new injection molded pieces have been really cool and there's definitely like more brands that like cater toward like oh there's like you know like a hundred pad prints on this one and like that's not really my uh style so i stay away from that but just like the ones that find a nice balance like i think adam adam has always been very consistent with that he's kept it really good i'm not like a plastic cape fan that's my only like controversial <laughs> point i guess Damn, fighting words yeah right <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I'm, with, I'm with kyle here brad just two against one minute. yeah <laughs> Are you you're, the you're a plastic cape guy, Brett? <laughs> you're for it? Yeah, I just yeah. I mean, as I as I lean towards like remember like I was I was telling um someone the other day like like when Lego started getting really big like with the Star Wars franchise like in '99. Yeah, I was a junior in college. Okay, so so my building blocks when I was a kid was like Lincoln Logs. Right, it wasn't really Lego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I was doing more '80s toys like Kimian Transformers. You mentioned Starcom. Earlier. Yeah, Starcom. <laughs> you know, Centurions. You know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Centaur. Whatever. Centaur. What was it Sectors? I know, but yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, so I really didn't get into Lego until my like Lego like hard until my later years, and I kind of started with customs. Okay. So I don't consider them Lego as much as more like cool boutique statuettes. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it too. Yeah. So if I see like this this figure that's got all these details and these molded accessories, and then a flimsy cloth cape. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Kind of, it kind of feels cheap. You yeah, know? and some of them do amazing work with the printing on the caves. Like I do, I like that. It's just my thing is like, it's like it's like wearing an Armani suit and then someone puts a slap uh, bracelet yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it yeah. look right like for me it's just like when like let's say lego does an amazing job like knocks it out of the park with some of their cmf stuff right yeah it's kind of crazy like i liked it i like it to be like a balance between like where i can still enjoy that happening and not think like oh well you know i still have a better custom than that guy in my collection kind of thing like i like to be excited for the official stuff still but they definitely don't do that very often so the capes uh, the, the only capes the thing. only cmf side grab yeah. were wolfman yep he was good and echo okay 
And that's why, because I don't have customers of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a whole type of collector, isn't it? Though? Somebody who wants figs that just fit into their actual official No, yeah, that definitely so, is our know, whole thing. So, is it totally, so yeah, it's a yeah. totally reasonable... I have yeah, no yeah. ill will or negative thoughts on that at all. Yeah, just because like, if it blends for me, I can still like like the... Because there's stuff I have in my collection that isn't accurate necessarily to the MCU or something. Or like, hey, here's a better version, not MCU. Django Fett, right? I have a Django Fett, but I love the old like bucket helmet from the nineties, like you know that old school one. I bought the cold blooded uh, Jaka one, and I put the bucket helmet on him on myself. <laughs> <laughs> so like stuff like that, like that just like Lego. Upgraded your fig then? <laughs> yeah, right. Just like just like Lego stuff from like Lego past, like kind of like nostalgia or something like that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so. I, I like. I you know would be a good challenge, and this just came up in my head. Since you're into the X Men right now, mm-hmm. you know you've got this niche. It's only like maybe you and and Ling that are really doing these classic Lego esque mm-hmm. mutant figures. At some point, the '90s cartoons coming back, yeah, and it's going to get popular again. Yep. Do you have any fear about what the other brands are going to? They're going to dive into this or not? Well, there was one other brand who posted like a huge teaser of all the different X Men villains. I think you guys probably know. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we we can we can say it was yeah, Mr. J. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His are really good though, so I'm I'm probably gonna end up buying. But some. they also they're also comic. Yeah, yeah, they're also he has that. He's kind of on that line as well. I would think, like for the most part, yeah. like some stuff is like different. But I'm also not like a like crazy about it. Like uh, like or not like not like I'm not crazy about. It, but like also I'm, like not insane, I guess, about it because like I I like the gin like claw hands. I have those on my figures. But that's nothing Lego would never do. But like I have my own little like exceptions and stuff. But um. Yeah, I guess I'm a little like concerned with that just because it's like, I don't know, just bandwagon. Would you buy like a Mr. J fig and like put on Lego hair because he does very elaborate? Yeah, I did that. (laughs) 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 I did that. It's funny. I have a I have the Lab Nine's Black Cat figure, and I've always I've always loved that figure. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, I think I remember that one. And um, but Mr. J is releasing a Black Cat. I've seen that picture. That one looks really cool. It's good. It's got additional accents on the boots, the fur on the boots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, it's just a tiny bit more fleshed out design wise. Right. So I'm probably going to wind up selling my Lab 9 Black Cat. Yeah. I mean, upgrading is totally, I get that, you know, like, I mean, because that's what I'm, I, when I do my figures, like from, from the business stuff, it's always just like, if Lego did it, but if they did it like with an unlimited budget, like to the nines, like kind of thing, it's how I look at it. Like that's how I try to do Yeah, with maybe like a little, like the me, the one with me and diamond have been doing are a little more out there than what Lego would probably make, like the Gambit accessories and stuff for the sum of them. But like generally that's the, the type of thing I follow is like that. And I try to do that with my collections mm-hmm. too. Like if, like if there's a really good version of Lego or to combine it with another custom or something, because I'd be really cool to see if any brand could come up and just hear me out. If any brand come out with a custom that still can stick with Lego mm-hmm. of Mojo. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. I um, yeah. I mean, anyone could do long shot. Yeah. And Dazzler yeah. or whatever, but Mojo. Mojo, yeah, he was like that yeah. would be a cool challenge. That would be cool. It'd probably be like I would look at Modoc for a lot of the inspiration maybe job of the hut a little bit too or something like without getting too molded like just to see it would be cool definitely cool 
Well, because he'd also have to have that chair. Yeah, the chair, I think you maybe could do some brick Ironically, building. guys, your best bet there might be Diamond. Yeah. Because look, they've done Lockjaw, they've done the, uh, the the Wakanda throne, you know. Yeah, so they, he would, right, right there. He he would probably be great for doing like the, the like organic part of the body. And then if you could somehow tie that in with like some, maybe some brick And whatever stuff. hands you do for Mojo, you can just do like a flush tone and make it Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, I she's on my list to do for sure, Lady Deathstrike. I always liked that character, like the Wolverine. I'd be interested in seeing how that gets pulled off into a Lego. Yeah, that has a Lego aesthetic. Yeah. the hands because <laughs> suddenly she's got fingers. Yeah, the hands. The hands would have to definitely be breaking my ground a little bit, like on that one. But, yeah, you, you know that um that picture out there of that nightmarish organic um minifigure. Have you seen it? Oh, uh, it's like a, a humanized minifigure. Oh, I have. Yeah, like I have that. seen that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Halloween, like the <laughs> prosthetics where it's like flesh colored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that lives in your head rent free. That, but yeah, that <laughs> that would be the death strike in in figure form. You try to tap yeah. the hands, obviously. Yeah, that would be that would be too much. That would keep me up at night. That one. Oh god. <laughs> I feel so basic to you guys, to be honest with you, because I like I buy a fig, and I, the fig is the fig. But like, there are some people in our in our group chat that will buy a fig just for one part to put it on another version of the custom, you know, and they'll buff. I've done it once or twice. <laughs> guilty of this on occasion as well, even you know. Yeah. But all of you, you're chopping and changing, you know, you, you you're swapping things in and out. So I, I do. I feel really basic in comparison. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't do that because I'll forget which part belongs to which. Thing. Yeah, this has happened um, to me for sure. I have to go back and try and find the reference photo if I'm ever thinking about selling yeah. it and then like track down where it might be lurking or something. So it's always, it's like a, yeah. I only do it for the ones I really uh, am almost sure I'm never going to sell, like to keep for my collection. Like the X Men ones, usually I do. Those are keepers. So you mentioned Lady Deathstrike. Yeah. One that's on your wish list. Yeah. Is there anything coming out that you maybe want to give us a little exclusive hint about? Uh, I'll just say, like, you know, you're going to see a little more trench coat action coming. <laughs> it won't be brown, but, you know, you guys probably guess who that's going to be. Uh, and that's, that could be seen as so dirty, a little bit of trench coat yeah. action. Yeah, you know? <laughs> trench coat action. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, I'm thinking about what Phil said about what do you do for uh, Lego. This is not going to yeah, be a good... <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're back in that back alley again. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the dirtiest episode we've ever done. Wow. <laughs> little did I know when I come on today. <laughs> I've managed not to swear one time this entire episode, yeah. and you had to pull this out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I think we're gonna do some really cool accessories with with her too. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Lego ish, but like very custom at the same time. So, okay, so we'll jacket and her guys. That's your two clues. What was the second one? The jacket and. Uh... You said who didn't you? Yep, I did. Yeah, her trench coat. Yep, yep, yeah, her trench yeah. coat. Yeah. <laughs> well, spoilers. We already know because we talked before we started yeah. recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, just a little stinger in there for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then we have we have one last question. Sure. Um, which is we've already asked you kind of unofficially, but now you've had time to think about it and get to know us and love us. And now we know how Phil can bribe you. Yeah. He can keep Phil off. Right? That's okay. And, and he gets a chance. <laughs> What what can we do to get you to think about doing a Spidey fig? <laughs> you know, I think it'd be fun to do a Spider-Man figure. Uh, it doesn't seem... I have to Google it to get exact reference to this, but I don't think there really be, have to be any injection-molded pieces, right? Spider-Man's pretty sparse. No, no, this this fig would be a straight-up just printing on a figure. They wouldn't be... You wouldn't... Uh, yeah. Unless you wanted to go down the life brick route of making a hood for some reason. Right, right. We wouldn't want that <laughs> we're, all fancy, we're all fancy with web shooters. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that you can just get some glove tops. Yeah, yeah, the glove tops. I do like the glove thing that they do. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. It's well, House. We, we mentioned this in our conversation, you know, House of M. Uh, yeah. You know, that that's comic event. Um, well, yeah, it was Magneto, mm-hmm. House of Magneto. That'd be a good tie-in for my whole thing. Spider-Man. There was a Spider-Man during that storyline. He had a unique suit for that storyline. So that's probably the loosest, you know, six degree separation I can think of is it a, to bring it back to X-Men. Is it like unique colors for the suit? Is it like kind of red and blue? Or I got to check it out. It's, it's red, red and blue. Red and blue, red and blue. Yeah. But just the but way. It's a very unique pattern, right. the way the blue bleeds yeah, into it, the red. It wouldn't okay. look like just another Spidey iteration. It is quite different. Okay, yeah. 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 I don't yeah. think there's even is there, I, I can't remember but it wasn't any web pattern on it was it I don't think or or not full um, web pattern all over not all over no yeah, not all yeah. over it's almost like the red is like a negative space hmm. on mm, the suit yeah. on, in the blue that forms the spider itself okay right. if I wasn't using my phone I, to do this right now I just check <laughs> wait, well we will yeah I will send it to you after this no but okay. I, I, fair enough, I, I before I forget Brett I did say I'd shout out as well because I can't speak for you here but. Even though we're two big Spidey guys, I don't think either of us had actually thought to ask you about a Spidey up until yesterday. And the reason for that is my friend Stickman SA actually is the one that suggested this. So if it ever does get made, it's got to be credited to him now as, uh, as getting you to make a Spidey, not us. Yes, he's a lovely well, guy, yeah. Tell, thank, you, thank you for that suggestion. It's definitely something that is in my alley for X-Men and whatnot, so... Stick Stickman always sends me these great posts by this AI artist that generates all these fancy Spider-Man... Uh, uh, things and uh like medieval night spider-man oh that's cool arctic arctic you know snow spider-man and uh, iridescent spider-man oh, that's cool. and it was like yeah i could send you the, the, the i like, heard you talk about uh, the toy uh, ones the other day that, that's pretty funny because like, i remember all those crazy figures in the 90s like the hydro blast like you know all the crazy like gimmicky so um, there's a youtube there's a youtuber named comic drake and he just did a, a whole video about documenting every spider verse character oh wow and they're the total number they came up with was seventeen hundred and fifty-five. Wow! They did not mention the toys specifically, mm-hmm. um, but they did even go into like video games. Okay. And they they, they get very slight. It's actually it's about a forty-five minute episode. They don't go over every single character, uh-huh. but it's um it's very entertaining. They break down the science and how they came up with the numbers. It's pretty cool. And what what and they do like a graph of like Peters to, to clones and okay. You know, this and the other, and they don't mention. Yeah, so it's by uh, Comic Drake is the YouTube channel. Okay, you guys should check it out. It was, it was actually pretty interesting. Yeah, man. If you want to send me the, the link or something, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Easy. Did you have any questions for us? Um, no. I mean, you guys are doing you <laughs> doing amazing work with this podcast. Uh, he's, he's sick of us now, bro. No, <laughs> no, this has been a lot of fun. Well, um, open door. You're always welcome back if you ever want to come out. Oh, I'd love to come back. Thank you. Pitch a product. Maybe I can get you know some of the other US based brands online with you. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Shoot the shit. If, that'd be all. Up. Hey, let me know. I'm always what if game. Just, what if this you just want awesome. to reach around? Well, kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I need to sell some things, you know, Phil. Uh, when yeah. I post these, I literally have to check a box saying. Is this explicit content or not? <laughs> well, I think you have to think twice. Is this meant this for stuff. children or not? <laughs> I actually have to check these boxes. You've got to keep it PG-13, Brett. Yeah. You've got it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, anyways, yeah. So no, but, you're always, well, just don't be afraid. Don't wait, wait on me to ask you okay. if you ever want to come on. You're like, hey, I got a great project I like to talk about. Yeah. Or something I want to pitch. I'm all for it. This was awesome. I really, yeah. I, once again, really appreciate, you know, you having Before me. Before you to plug. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> can't turn that down, you know? Um, but hey, thanks, thanks again so we'll much. Work guys. For yeah, we'll work for things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah okay so that being said we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up uh thank you everyone who stuck around for this episode and all the episodes this will probably be episode i don't know 19 maybe i've got one more i'm gonna push out before this one i think yeah this will be number 19 we've come a long way since yeah. March of this year. That's wild. Um, this money. Yeah, right? Well, it's only thanks to the support of everybody who's listening, the comments, the likes, the shares, uh, the um, the coffees. Thank you so much, everybody. If you want to share um, your love, there is a link in the show notes in my bio for uh, to buy me a coffee. Again, always uh, appreciated, never obligated. And until then, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and we will see you soon. Say bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I want you on my rack. I want to make you ring. I want you to unwrap. I want to pull your string. Bring me the next shiny new.